0: This week in league, despite moving on a granny-fucking-skeletor with a rona death wish, the Brisbane Broncos have still managed to decisively lose the coach trade.
1: Mary dubs Corey Norman the belt as he attempts to become the Hutchins of NRL coaches.
0: Ben Iken throws his name into the Broncos' CEO race, claiming his brother-in-law could do a better job than Lockie.
1: Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round 14 of the 2020 NRL season.
0: All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode three sixty three of this week in league. I'm Nate,
1: and I'm Jay. Hey, doing, man. We are uh, responsibly distanced again. We are. It
0: wasn't going to be a remote one um, this week. <coughs> uh, I am sick as a fucking dog. So just to be on the, well, and you know what? It's not even. It's not even a a matter of like like Rona mania or Rona fear because it's it's not that. But um, I just as as last was, it, was it last week or the week before? I just don't want to, I just don't want to step on the fuck game, look, especially now your shit's all manscaped up nice and everything like that. I, I, I just don't want to, I just don't want to disrespect the fuck game.
1: Look, you know, I won't, I won't go into too much detail and uh, bring everybody down. But uh, my my fuck game has yeah. been uh, reined in. Like the man from fucking snowy river is riding on me, so. Uh, you know, well, I appreciate you not making me sick, though. That would still fucking suck. And yeah, exactly. I am yeah. still freshly manscaped, and that's fucking awesome. Because you know what? I don't do that for anyone else but me.
0: Oh, okay, because you're worth it. Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> I'm fucking trash. <laughs> but it makes my dick look bigger. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome new listeners to the show. <laughs> We're actually getting a lot of new listeners coming into the show of late, and so uh, wherever you're getting the word spread, don't be don't be quiet on the on the socials. Let us let us know um, where you're actually coming from, because uh, it's it's just very interesting to see the to see the growth of the show, and uh, and always always very interested to see where people are coming from. Um, as a result of being sick as a dog this week, I do not want to be editing this fucking thing all all night tonight. So this is going to be a legitimate express episode, but I say that now knowing that there is so much to talk about with the Brisbane Broncos, <laughs> that, that this could this express episode could top out like four hours of just talking about the Broncos or, you know, shard and the, the Broncos or, or, or just shitting on them, whatever you want to say. It's funny today passing some of the time while I was, uh, while I was laid up in bed sick, uh, I found, I found this, uh, it's a, a, a popular show, um, in Japan called, um, Hajimete no Otsukai, which is, uh, basically translate to, to my first errand and came across it showing, like showing the kids, like, you know, trying to, you know, show them like how responsible, other children can be around the world and all that sort of thing and taking care of their business. And this show is basically is a great segue for the Broncos because this, this show is about little kids that are like four or five years old going on their first errand. And these little kids at that age, they will get on a fucking train and go to school by themselves, with, <laughs> leave the home and just go to school each day and come back home. But this one, like the parents give these little kids an errand and it's like, you know, I'm making something for dinner, so I need you to get this this, 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 and this. And then, and then the kids got to, you know, they're trying to think of it. They don't give them a list. They got to think about it. They got to go down the shop. They got to remember the stuff to buy. And it's like, just, it's just funny to see these little kids, like, you know, how they actually deal with it. And the thing is about this show that brings it back around to the, to the rugby league world is every episode and scenario I've watched of this show with these little kids that are barely fucking bigger than toddlers going to the grocery store to buy various shit Every single one of them, without exception, shows more responsibility for their fucking actions than these overpaid cunts at Red Hill. So, firstly, where I mean, which one do we fucking start on? Do we start on Pangai or do we start on Seebs? (coughs) The the fact that we've got like four or five different scenarios just from the one club to speak about alone.
1: Can we please start with Siebes? Because I think it's important to get out of the way
0: uh-huh.
1: that as we go in on this cunt here, it is nothing to do with all of the fucking DM rumors that have gone around. I counted yep. in a day, I was sent seven different screenshots. Purporting to be along, the,
0: the, the, the friend of a friend who's in the know.
1: Well, it's always just spoke to a mate uh-huh. whose mate works at insert company name here. Or it, insert a sort of major sponsor or
0: insert a, yeah,
1: whatever. Media, whatever it is. Yep. So, and then the phrase, so you know it's legit or so you know it's <laughs> accurate or so you know it's... <laughs>
0: but, but but these things as well, we, we've, we've seen these for every, yeah. like down there's been so many like every year there's a there's a group of these that go around about something every year and like not as salacious as the ones this time or creative I've heard,
1: yeah but i've heard a couple of overarching um issues that he has family troubles you know yeah and in that situation no one knows what it is what we do know is that we have sieves we have his wife and we have a young girl uh, and the the wife and young girl uprooted their lives mm-hmm. and followed him in in him chasing his career aspirations.
0: Yeah. And, it, and, and in a rather hurriedly hurried fashion as well because it. they had a year's notice yes. and that was accelerated to, you know, immediately.
1: That's it. And that's where the struggle is. So on, on that mm-hmm. side of things, I just want to separate... That part of his story, and make no comment on that, and really hope that all those people sort their shit out, because that's a, a shitty place to be. Um, and
0: also, I would just and don't be, yeah, don't be dumping it in our stuff either, because you know, as we've seen, as we've as we've seen over the last twenty four hours, he's an angry. I mean, we we've known for all season. He's an angry little ant. Yeah, you know, he's a he's a litigious little ant, and I just don't want you guys to fuck yourselves up.
1: And put it this way, like, thanks to our new sponsors, Manscaped, I'd get fucking passed around like currency if I (laughs) end up in the slammer. (laughs) But I want to separate that side of things and what's going on. But also point out that having a shitty personal situation go on doesn't excuse you from criticism for the obvious fucking failings in doing your job that preceded... Yep. said terrible and tragic issues.
0: Yeah, because I mean, the, you, if you, you what you need to look at, you just have to look at the, the the facts of the situation, and just look at from a player unity. Like, even take the results out of the, out of the equation, and yep. you just look at the actual things we know about. Like, so we had the David Feeder situation, a guy who wanted to play his entire career out at the Brisbane Broncos, electing to go down the road to the Titans. Yep, for not that much more money. Broncos and Lockyer, they want to make it all about the money, but I mean, it wasn't that much that it was, you know, a life-changing thing either way, especially when you had an equally or, you know, you know, similarly large number offered by the Rabbits as well. Then you look at the implosion of Pangai, Yep. which seems to be just that classic, I need to get the fuck out of my contract kind of behaviour then you had Stag saying that he wants to he wants to get the fuck out of there you got Darius Boyd who by all you know for all intents and purposes should feel gratefully still in the side but him publicly jumping out of the leadership group yep there's all the, all of these things are not isolated incidents that come from that are come out of the blue
1: not at all not at all the the interesting thing here, and, and I want to point out as well fuck the mainstream media going on about how, you know, n- now that he's gotten lawyers involved, how he needs to look after his mental health and everyone needs to back off and how terrible are these internet trolls. The fucking media love going after the internet trolls, mm-hmm. cowardly internet trolls. When the day before, Fox Sports published an article with the headline, Seabold. Paranoid to the back teeth, <laughs> you
0: know. So, and what was that? And what was what? What, what, uh, what, what were the telltale signs of this paranoia that they were talking about? What was it actually addressing?
1: Uh, so he's paranoid to the back teeth about Kevin Walters. Oh, okay. It has been claimed. Okay. Look, that's their favourite phrase. It has been claimed. Well, yeah, you know, um, and now you get stuff like you know, Wally Lewis has come out. And he's talking about the the strange uh training sessions they had.
0: Yeah, where it didn't look like the players really had much yeah. of an idea of what was actually going on and Yeah. And see that that and and I don't think that Wally particularly has an axe to grind with Seabold. I mean no. he's you know, he's 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 a, a journalist, etc. and you know, maybe he you know, I'm, I'm probably certain enough water's gone under the bridge for him not to have an axe to grind against yeah. the Broncos anymore either as a club. I mean, because what well, we must be coming up on like fucking 30 years since that.
1: Whole I think Wally Lewis firmly belongs to that school where even if he does have an axe to grind, he understands that he has a place within Queensland Rugby League. Yeah, yeah. And so do the Broncos. Yeah. So under the surface, he may secretly still fucking hate the club and the way they treated him at the end.
0: But I mean, he's not motivated by to say Correct. the things he said by exactly. that. Exactly. He's exactly. doing it as a, as just straight as a as a, a an immortal and like a rugby league stalwart, just mm. speaking on what he's what he's seen.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's it. So all that's happened is Wally's Wally's gone out to the training and said, "Yeah, they really don't look like they're they're enthused yeah. or that they know what they're doing out there."
0: Yeah, and he's gone out there and he, what his capacity of being like, you know, Channel Nine or Channel Seven. Yeah, that's it. Whatever he is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Seabold, though, for his part, like, while we're talking about the things that are going on, he's uh, had the, the family issues thing. So, he stayed in Sydney past the departure of the site itself. And as a result, he that put him outside of the, the bubble. So, now he has to deal with, uh, while he hasn't done anything wrong per se, mm. he does have to still serve, like, a, a detox quarantine period of, of two That's weeks uh, to, before he's uh, back in the bubble. Yes. So... That's out, That's him out of the road. And let's face it, the Broncos are going to be—they'll be doing very fucking well to have anybody left inside the bubble. Depending on the way the yeah, story that's goes, it. we'll get to—we'll we'll get to something. That, I mean, they've already lost um, Alfie and a couple of trainers, um, which is you know not surprising at all. Um, and uh, the Caxton Hotel, though, is now under police investigation for licensing breaches. After they uh, apparently snuck him in the back door for the birthday celebrations, and not only snuck him in, they're also looking to see if they uh, if they actually turned off the CCTV cameras and, uh, and, and 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 didn't and turned off or didn't use the ID scanners for contact tracing to smuggle <laughs> to smuggle these guys in, which is wow. um, and and for for people who are who don't know what the Caxton is. Uh, it's it's a, a an iconic pub on Caxton Street, um, mere, a mere block from from uh, Suncorp Stadium or Lang Park, and it's traditionally like associated with Queensland Rugby League, and it's like it, it was the where spot. when the
1: New South Wales team buses used to drive down Caxton Street on the way around. Yeah, where
0: the drunks would pelt cans and things at the buses. Yeah, they'd, they'd and... be
1: chucking cans at the the windows yep. of the buses. It, it's a, a a very important spiritual place yes. to, to rugby league. Yeah, um, it'll be very interesting to see what comes of this and what happens to Pango versus what happens to Alfie.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Alfie's had five thousand dollar fine, <coughs> and so did and so did the other staff members, Ryan Whitley and Blake Duncan. So yep. they got the two weeks quarantine, quarantine. Yep, and they've got a five thousand dollar fine each. Then this this additional article obviously speaks to potential criminal stuff for uh, criminal consequences for the Caxton in bypassing.
1: Yeah, kinds of things
0: that they should have as a licensed mm-hmm. venue. Now with Pangai, his situation was that he uh, he said that he went to get a haircut um, at the opening of a, a barber shop. Um, it yep. just so happened that this barber shop was uh, associated to the Mongols bike gang, Alleg-
1: allegedly. But
0: allegedly, allegedly though. But the point, the point with the allegedly was, is that it was under the police surveillance. Yes, as a result of this, and raided, and then so that's how they, you know, that's how his his presence there was found, yep. and um, he said he was there to to get a haircut. Uh, apparently CCTV, uh, says that that's not the case, and he was actually taking a uh, a signed jersey down there. Um, but he's been he's been stood down. Um, yeah, look, you know what? Definitely by the NRL. Well, I,
1: I take my barber little fucking gifts all the time. Yeah. You know, I've picked up some pops from you. Yep. And taken it to my barber.
0: Yeah. And actually, and yeah. that's how and that's how I pay my barber too.
1: Now, if if the police raided his barbershop, that doesn't mean I wasn't there for a haircut. It means I didn't get a chance to have a haircut because the fucking police raided his barbershop.
0: Yeah. But be that as it may, that's all that's that that's all semantics because the fact is it was outside the bubble and not a permitted yeah. stop uh for him to, to to make. And so he's uh apparently been issued with a breach notice that alleges he's uh breached the COVID protocols numerous times. Uh he's indefinitely stood down by the NRL and he's been fined thirty thousand dollars for breaching the COVID <coughs> rules. Uh, mm. as a player who has shown a disregard and multiple contraventions of the protocols. So what
1: did what did clear he get? Twenty grand. Uh,
0: he got it was it was it was ten and then ten though because like if it lied the second time, right? Like for the,
1: for the porky pies. That's it. Was,
0: it. it was ten, then he bullshit, then they, and so then they doubled it. Yeah, I think that's it. So, but the and the other uh, the other thing about the uh, the Pangai situation is that uh, reports yesterday were claiming that uh, he he was uh, going to get his contract ripped up by the club Mm. that hasn't eventuated yet. And the Broncos have come out and said they haven't done that yet, but who knows?
1: Who does know? It doesn't look Uh, good. i tell you what, I don't care who knows because it's fucking glorious. It is glorious. Absolutely.
0: And you know what? And the, the part that's even better about it is there was all that media speculation and promotion of the fact that he had a meeting with uncle Nick, from the Roosters uh, last week or the week before, and today Trent Robinson comes out and says, "Yeah, he's not coming to ease. He's not the type of player that we're cultivating <laughs> at this club." <laughs> so, and look, while I, while I respect Trent Robinson and I and I and I do believe that he believes what he's saying, I mean, you know, I, I don't think that he could contravene anything that Uncle Nick wanted if that was actually to come to it. Um, and f- finally, with the with the Broncos though. Before we can start speaking on all of it, the the next thing that happened, apparently earlier this month, uh, I think it was on the first of August, up to ten Broncos players attended the uh, evident Park Hotel, and uh, and may have breached COVID protocols. Now the Broncos' position is that the players went to the restaurant of the hotel, yes. and and they uh, and and they were you know that and it was when uh, the bubble thing was relaxed for for Queenslanders they'd served 14 days or whatever after coming back from Cronulla so it was the day after that and so then they were getting together and going to a restaurants no problem And the clubs yep. and, and and the clubs notified the NRL and they've said look we don't see this as a problem however there's um <laughs> it was reported by a uh, an eyewitness that uh, told the courier mail that they were drinking in the sports bar and while they are allowed to go to restaurants, they are not allowed to go to bars and pubs, and so. Uh, okay. That is where they can okay. come. And then, furthermore, it appears that the players gave false names for the registry for the, the contact tracing at the venue, as well. And yeah, that's um, fucked up. Yeah, and when and it's it's fucked up for the Broncos, and it's fucked up for like, the, but it's more fucked up for footy because the the premier you know Palaszczuk, she has been <coughs> fairly accommodating to rugby league yeah. in the face yes. of very strict rules that Queensland itself has yes but she's only going to take so much of <laughs> so much of their shit and so the so what they what they're doing is it's like, I, 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 could see, I see what's happening here. The Broncos are uh, absolutely careening unstoppably. The break, They're pumping the brakes and the brakes don't work anymore and they're heading straight for that fucking brick yeah. wall of wooden spoon, first wooden spoon in the club's history. The fans love it. The fucking, the, the club loves it. They love this never-had-a-wooden-spoon narrative that they, you know, they haven't won shit for fucking ages, but they haven't they never had a wooden spoon. Yep, that's it. How do you avoid a wooden spoon?
1: Yeah, tank the season.
0: Well, you, can't, you ordinarily, you can't, but we're in the COVID era. We got the Rona. Yeah. We can
1: take the entire fucking season. Yeah.
0: Get, it, get the season shut down. No spoon.
1: If that happened, let, mm. let's say Palaszczuk comes out and says, every exemption I had uh, for, for rugby league mm-hmm. is now gone. Yep. Then volandis as quick as you fucking like, just says, "Cool,
0: Queensland, Col- Broncos, Titans,
1: Cowboys, Storm." Mm-hmm. You, you got, you know, whatever she said, it is. You've got a week to to organise Sydney. So yep. get get down here, or you know, you're gone. Yep. You know, we'll, we'll still pay you for the season. And we'll still do all of this stuff, yada yada yada. But uh, yeah, Th- this is what you got to do to if you want to keep keep competing. And then hopefully the Broncos just don't do it, and so they get the spoon by default. Yeah. But as long as they, as long as they fucking get it, I'll be happy. Um, quick segue, though, into the fact that I'm continuously impressed, and I understand that what I see on social media is a very small component you know, of A, our listenership, and B, the rugby, the rugby league, league community in general, yeah. at, at large. Um, it it is a vocal minority, mm-hmm. but the response to to the Broncos players and other players using fake names at COVID registries, yeah, has warmed my heart. Add to that, you get decrepit fuckwits like Paul Crawley
0: mm-hmm.
1: having a fucking issue with things like this with the Wayne Bennett thing and the Paul Vaughan thing and and railing on a a nation of Dobbers and taking issue with the fact that people were actually saying hey no I saw this person here you know what's going on people are fucking dying cunt how do you look at this and like people are dropping dead They're losing their livelihood. Mental health issues are at an all-time high in the country because of external stresses. Yep. And people don't want to follow the fucking rules. And you've got an issue with the people saying, no, 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 there needs to be deterrence for that and penalties need to be served. Fuck you. Absolute piece of shit, Crawley. (laughs) Hey, look... You know, well, well,
0: yeah, I agree with you. Let's not get, let's not divert the function, or uh, uh, let, let's not di- di- divert the ire away from who really needs it—the Brisbane Broncos. Correct. Their players, their coaches, yes. staff, yeah. administration, yeah, and fan base.
1: It- <laughs> 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 um, their issue on the field for a lot of last year when they weren't performing. Was that they had no direct leadership, and now that's obviously their issue as, as a whole club. Their board are fucking useless. Their coaching staffs divided. You know the how fucking shit is it that the playing group in that place, in with their current results, seems to be the most united part of that club. Yep. You know it's uh, going to be a very expensive fucking payout when they need to get rid of Seabold and and do it, so.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that Ebeney Park Hotel situation, that's still pending, and by the time you're listening to this show or, you know, maybe tomorrow, it should be uh, resolved or otherwise. And I guess, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, this they can say that they believe, like, I've been to the and Park Hotel before, and there is like a a restaurant sort of area, but, I mean, it's not, it's not separated from the pub. Yeah, no. it's like a, there's a dining area in the pub, but if you need if you want to order food and stuff, you've got to go to you've got to order at the counter. Like so, there's there's I don't understand unless there's unless there's some other, you know, they got like the front the front bar sort of section, and they've got the back area which you know with the beer garden and stuff like that. You still got to be like it's a pub. There's no separate restaurant thing attached to it. You know, from what I've seen. I mean, have only been there one time. I mean, it's not that great, let's be honest. I mean, I was there because it was a central point between like three different parties that were all meeting. But um, so, and, and with CCTV and all that sort of stuff being what it is, I mean, if they want to get these guys and absolutely fuck them up, then they're going to do it. it yeah. They've got they've got the ability to conclusively prove what, what was going on. And you would think if, the, if it's true that they put, uh, you know, fake names and things like that on. Then that almost that alone is like that, a, that
1: alone is enough for some enough sort of them. penalty. Yeah.
0: It's certainly enough for Palaszczuk to have her uh
1: Yeah. And and then all all of that should aside, even if Palaszczuk does nothing You know, if if there's I wonder if the stand downs you know, are applied to everyone that was there. Who do they field? We we might legit well, yeah. see the babiest baby Broncos ever.
0: Yeah, because I mean, what the, I, mean, I I don't know off the top of my head what their current injury sort of uh, level is, but you take another ten guys straight out of the mix, and let's assume that Pangi is not one. Let's say if he's not one of those those guys, then that's eleven.
1: Yep. You would assume. Uh, I think though. they've
0: come out and said that. Who did they say? Fuck. I don't have it in front of me. I can't. I can't remember. I know Brody Croft and someone else, like Ben Teo or someone. Maybe they were they were two that were not were said to not be
1: there. That is fucking hilarious. Imagine yeah. the only standing one is Brody Croft. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um so oh, <laughs> still my beating
1: penis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so he's he's left standing and Ben Tier's left standing. So there's another ten. Yep. So let's say let's say that Pangai's not involved. That's yep. your starting that's your starting lineup all gone. Yeah. You've still Jesus got a bench Christ. and you've still got some guys in the tops in the top squad. But yeah. Looks pretty dire, yeah. Looks pretty dire. Far out. And I couldn't, I you know, I couldn't be, I couldn't be more pleased with it. I mean, while I I know some some Broncos fans that are are, are fine, fine people who, who who I fucking love. Yeah. As a general, if I want to, if I want to generalize, the fan base as a whole fucking deserves this. Oh, look! The club what- as a whole.
1: One of the people that I love more than anybody else in the entire world, right? Is Millicent Broncos fan. And also a massively important family member to me, Mm -hmm. or two family members, one of them's not so much a footy fan, are Broncos fans. And to them I say, let the fist of karma go elbow deep. (laughs) It's very fucking simple. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's uh, look. I I don't know. I I look at this shit, and I just see so many ways to avoid it. Like, how hard is it to have one person in the club? Who this is what happens in normal organisations. New regulations come in. They nominate a person who then has a team of people, and they go and become subject matter experts on the regulation. Mm -hmm. They then put in policies, and they then put in procedures that stop breaches from happening so in this instance and this was just off the top of my head while we were talking you know you would get a couple of people at the club have them 100 percent familiar with the project apollo rules and you just say to all of the players that any outside socializing needs to be put through these people first and they need to basically chaperone because we're not saying you're all fucking frittatas that can't be trusted to do the right thing. We're not saying that at all. Some people have said that. We're not saying that. However, these rules are so open to interpretation. Like, Even if they'd use their correct names on the COVID register, yeah. what does not going to a bar mean? Like you are alluding to before, they're not separated. Does that mean you can go Especially to
0: the restaurant? Especially when you, you, can, you can go to restaurants and cafes and things like that, and I'm sure. Yeah.
1: So you can go to the steak the- restaurant at the Newmarket yeah. Hotel. Yeah. However, there's no barriers- the bar is over the other side of the room can you mm-hmm. walk to that bar to get a drink or must you only sit at your table and order the drinks to your table who or knows is that a, or is
0: that considered a pub
1: exactly so that's not of that, for you, you know to, what I mean? yeah. that's not for you to decide as players we have these people who are experts that's why they're going to fucking go with you solves all this shit it mm-hmm. fucking solves it anyway
0: yeah Well, I mean, this is the, this is the, you, you can go to a cafe and guess what you can buy if the cafe's licensed you can go you can have yeah. drink beers at the cafe That's it. You know, I mean, it's just there are so many base levels of just stupidity that go into the decision making process of these idiots when they get themselves into these holes. Yep. And yeah, like I said, it could very easily,
1: very easily avoided. Put it this way I I know plenty of people in hospitality at the moment that had to deal with almost exactly the same thing when the regulations first came back, about you can have this many people or that many people and you have to do this, 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 and this. They had a whole bunch of new regulations to deal with really fucking quickly and they got their head around it.
0: Exactly. Recaps, okay, Thursday Night Football, the Roosters 24 defeat the Dragons, 16 at Wynn Stadium, the Roosters 24 came through a double to uh, Armanu, Orbison, uh, Tupanua and Kiri also with tries, Takeaho, two of three conversions, Uh, the Dragons a double to Zach Lomax, Uh, Matthew Dufty with a try as well, and Lomax, two of three conversions.
1: It was a a better start by the Dragons than I thought they'd... uh
0: I mean, the starts haven't really been the problem for them, like... Uh, uh, exactly, and I thought
1: against the Roosters, they, they may have crumbled a little bit. But they stood up and, and stayed with the Roosters and, and hit back very, very well. Um, but the the Roosters continued this, this recent vein they had of just being a little bit clunky, you know? And they've obviously got some huge fucking outs. And the guys that they've got out are the ones yep. who have enough experience and enough skill to to make the plays that are a little bit off in some places look smooth because they finished them so well. Uh, but, you know, like the yep. there are a couple of Kiri passes to Teddy that, that just weren't even close, and that's uncharacteristic from him. Um, but then... Kiri really showed his class, and I think he's almost having a bit of a forgotten season. You know, the, there's been so much focus on obviously how well Cleary's playing. Um, hashtag Eerie of Cleary, uh, and uh, Moses in the beginning of the season for Parramatta. There came that stage where Kiri just pretty much decided to take this game by the scruff of the neck. You know, the the fucking dummy through for the Tupanoor try. That was fucking all time. That that was just pure mm-hmm. fucking class, and it was smooth as shit. Yeah. Um, the The dragons just just didn't have the the motor or the cohesion to go with them for the entire game, and the Roosters' quality shone through.
0: That's it. Hit some uh, hit some tweets. In the interest of in the interest of, of, of having <coughs> an earlier night, I'm not going to talk as
1: much. So. Oh, you should have done that last week. Oh no, week before. of played manly. Uh, Lando said, "The worst of it is that now my rectum is taken to ninety-degree angles. I'm just not getting the same kind of friction from the Mars bars as I used to." I think next week I'm going to start shelving Maltesers just for a bit of a change. Keep it fresh. There's still plenty of season left. Yes, there is. Uh, Tristan. Said, clever psychological ploy from Robertson to pick Hutchinson. Probably not much effect on the players on field, but as a Dragons fan, my heart skipped a beat and my Mars bars hand flinched every time the commentator said his name. (laughs) Alistair said, I hope Corey Norman never pulls on the red V again, the useless cunt. Well, there you go. Uh, Lomax for origin, what a weapon. Fuck Ryan Hall, what an absolute liability. Yeah, fucking didn't he have an unhappy (laughs) mind? Mm-hmm. That was just absolute trash out there.
0: Oh, uh, and, and and like and totally right, Ryan in that fucking <laughs> that that movie pulled and escaped suspension for it. The twist the, of the like, knee? Attack, like yeah, yeah, what that a, was a, fucking a, low. What is it with the English English players and people in general and and just being cunts? Yeah, like what? a, How and the the fuck he gets out of being suspended for that shit? Yeah. Though absolutely dog I don't care what it a dog act of the highest magnitude
1: exactly and and it's not even look I thought about that a couple of times after I'd seen it yeah the only time that I could ever think that that move would be close to excusable is if you could put it out that they were that close to the sideline you thought you were going to somehow be able to put them into touch that's yep. the only only thing and and in trying to put them in the into touch you only had one leg and you twisted it whatever the with how far infield he was you're right it was an absolute fucking dog act uh we'll give the last one on this one to uh our good mate jdhd44 said watching tristan sailor kick accurately with good variance and decision making after enduring Corey Norman's spit and pray bombs for two years is boiling my piss now, that is the first time I've ever heard that phrase, and I have no idea oh, whether oh, really? it's good or bad. <coughs> um, it's um,
0: it's it's a uh, it's it's a term of of anger. So he's angry that Tristan Saylor can do this, yet he's been subjected to Corey Norman playing for the team for so long. The fact that he's had the position for so long—that's the part that's uh, generating great anger or boiling
1: his piss ah okay i understand now thank you for that yep. cultural lesson <laughs> <laughs> On piss. yeah
0: it's not it, it's it's not an unheard of phrase but it's still, but but it's it's not it's not the most common one so i mean, don't blame you for not coming across it in the past uh where are we okay pub game pub sides uh the uh, Mighty Manly Seagulls, 22, to feed the Warriors, 26. <laughs> well, the Warriors tries. They had double to Patrick Herbert. Um, uh, Katoa Jennings and Hiku with tries. Uh, Herbert with a conversion. Uh, Cody Nikarima with a conversion. Uh, Channel Harris-DeVita with a conversion. Um, Manly's tries to uh, Funa, Suli, uh, Guacamole, and uh, George Tafua with three or four conversions to Garrick. Yeah. A tremendously unlucky start to Manly, followed by a tremendously um, fucking shit delivery of rugby league uh, for almost the entire duration of the game i mean the fact that they could have won this game is fucking disgusting warriors fans you should feel extremely terrible about your side because you fucking suck and you're going to get destroyed this week but mainly you should feel fucking worse because of the fucking put the performance that put out there to (laughs) allow yourself to be in this situation Uh, i'm not going to talk about all these these players that are not good enough for first grade and need to be dropped because i i just keep saying the same fucking names week in and week out and I understand that there's an injury crisis afoot foot and everything like that. so you know there's not there's not a lot to you know to draw upon. but there's just some people that there that just aren't good enough and and are never going to be good enough. Really. Um, And like, you know, look, you know, we'll see the back of them in like two, you know, in in the back of them in like two weeks, but still it's not fucking good enough if you have to, you know, when you, you know, you need guys to come in and do the fucking job. Um, I had great hopes for uh, Albert Hoppawade to make his debut. And I think that probably the fact that he's had, uh, he's coming off an ACL, um, not that recently, but it'd be his first proper game after an ACL. I think that maybe the fact that it was pissing down might've robbed him of his debut but um it didn't i mean you can't fucking you can't scratch someone every fucking rainy day if they yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean so at some point you got to throw the fucking guy in the the, I would, the positives i would dwell on um uh, F- as was fucking great at the end of last season in the finals um when the cupboards were you know the were bare and he played like a, a genius why he hasn't been fucking put in the squad this year to date I do not understand because he it's not like a debut or anything. I mean, he finished the season fucking great last year, mm. and add that to the fact that he did that just coming in as like a debutant. This year, you've got Cade Cust in the side who's looking pretty settled, and in twenties, I mean, that was the combination him and Cust. You know, he was he was like he was. If you, you know, I would never say that Cust will ever be as good as Cliff, Cliffy Lyons, but he would be the beaver to. K Cast Cliffy, you know, in that combination sort of thing. I mean they had it going they had the combination. But the just the general the, just the energy and the fucking power and, and skill that he brought to the fucking to, to the game, it was fucking great. And like the last 20 minutes of that game went, oh my god, imagine what fucking happens when you play the game in the six again single ref style of play at great speed and everyone's just fucking rolling forward, you know, and then you see, like, guys like Kepi, who was great at the end of last year, hasn't been so good this year. Mm. He, he's smashing everyone that moves in defense and making, like, four tackles every set, and, you know, from fucking marker. Then you've got you, got you got fucking guacamole, you know, smashing it up and, and, you know, looking for offloads, and he got his first try, which is great as well. I mean, that's the way you do it from fucking minute one, you dumb cunts. I mean, it's not fucking... It's not a difficult game. You can actually succeed greatly at The game of rugby league in 2020, <coughs> if the hooker just fucking plays the ball and gives it to a guy who's running onto the ball, yeah, he gets up and plays the ball quickly, and then the hooker either runs it himself or fucking gives it to a guy who's backing up, running the ball, running hard at the ball. So you th- can make 50 big. meters, 50 meters in four tackles without doing anything skillful, yeah, if you just
1: do that, yeah, just yeah, play without that throwing that a cutout pass, yeah. The, the scary thing for me looking at this one is that Manly had statistically an okay game. You know, yeah, if, after, if the, you, after the
0: first... If, they pulled it kind of back after the first 20, 30 minutes.
1: Yep. But all game, Manly had 12 missed tackles. The Warriors had 34 missed tackles. Hmm. 34 missed tackles, That that's you know West Tigers and um, you know, last year's Penrith Panthers numbers.
0: Yeah, but I mean, they did have like, you know, Simbin, t- you know, situation stuff like that, which can, you know, yeah, yeah, blow yeah. that figure out a little bit.
1: A little bit, but mainly, just seemed to not really have any sort of intent in attack. That That's where their issue they,
0: is. They, they legitimately didn't for the first 60 minutes of the game. Like, they didn't yeah. actually start playing, really. And it was the really the golden period in the game for them when they were sort of playing the way that I'd like to see them play. Was like probably between the fiftieth and the seventieth minute. That's I mean, it. they scored. They scored that last try like with probably about t- at least ten minutes left. I mean, they had plenty of time to fucking to um, you know go you know go in again. And I mean, they should have had a man advantage for the rest of the game after the dog shot on fucking Marty. But um, how's Hetherington? He doesn't want to take any chances that he has to play Penrith. He's like, I know they said I don't have to play, and like the Warriors are cool. I don't have to play, but let's make sure. Four weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> this oh,
1: you know i i would see that differently in that that fuckhead cornrow fake tough guy who has the worst fucking hashtag on social media hashtag team kapow guess what hetherington is now the fucking captain of hashtag team kapow
0: well i mean that that hit, you fucking it's,
1: hashtag it's- hold his pocket
0: you have to, you have to wonder what you have to do to get sent off in the modern game, <laughs> because I mean that was that was the worst that was the worst uh, hit it I've wasn't. seen. It was a, since he since I stepped him since and he hung a, an arm since uh out. he didn't hang an arm. He swung he swung the arm full,
1: full he hung fucking an arm out.
0: He swung an arm full tilt to coat hang of the guy, and then ha- just happened because he's because he stepped him he, instead of getting him with the fucking with his forearm, he got him with his fist. That was the. Yeah. That was basically so the fucking difference.
1: Glass jawed, fake tough guy went down quicker than a fucking subprime mortgage investment.
0: He was already da- He was already down. That's why. That's why it was such a disgusting hit. Like uh, a la Soliola on on uh, Billy Slater, except except Billy Slater can't deserves everything he gets. But um, <laughs> but in any case, that's uh, season over. I'm fucking glad I don't have to worry about the uh, this asterisk fucking year any longer, and um.
1: Comments on that one. We'll give the first Move one on to, to next year. hit some tweets. Real Dad, Glenn. Said, uh, misty eyes, broken hearts just lost.
0: There That's hilarious when his team got flogged by the Warriors last week. Like flogged. Yeah. It wasn't close. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Anthony said We just can't cover the injuries anymore The guys like <laughs> Adele and Kepi coming in Just don't cut the mustard Custer's still the answer at 58 A little work on his kicking game And he can be potent Also need to learn how to defend kicks better George's wing is a gift Two tries in a game now Time to change uh, Ben Done said, no team that's lost to the Warriors in 2020 has gone on to win the Premiership. Hashtag good stats. That is 100% true. <laughs> no uh, team beaten the
0: Warriors either has gone on to win the Premiership, <laughs> though, to be
1: fair. <laughs> Shanta said, what a great Panthers club man Jack is. He made sure he took the bullshit let him play narrative and knocked his fucking head off, earning himself a holiday regardless of what Penrith said or did. Uh, Jai. Said the token Danny Levi Scoot is a blight on the great game of rugby league. Uh, David said Elliot has played twenty-one games at fullback <clears throat> compared to Tommy Turbo's eighteen over the past two years. Absolute fucking biscuit. I agree, one hundred percent. The only thing
0: is, he will actually get. He will. He will take the lead back again. This year. <clears throat> It's just one of those one of those things that just you know works out of the time and place and Dang eventually but, gets. Uh,
1: but you're talking about your fucking like the linchpin of your attack, taking the lead back. Biscuit uh, at Fantasy Pants, New Zealand said Hiku scores a try. Daily Cunty Evans cry. Eat shit, silver tails. Hashtag Hiku Haiku. Uh Devonhead said lucky for Nate Harris tavita was playing and not Green, otherwise the losing margin could have been anything. We'll give that one to Dev. Well done.
0: Yeah, but Green's defense. Maybe we <laughs> they might have found that last try. Who knows? <laughs> um where are we? Uh, the Rabbits twenty eight defeat the Broncos ten uh, at ANZ Stadium. The Rabbits tries to Gagai, Reynolds, Nichols, and Burgess. Reynolds four conversions and two penalty goals to feed the Broncos uh, ten tries to Farnsworth uh, for Fita and a conversion to Katoni Stags.
1: Broncos with all that's going on there and uh, <laughs> with all the the enjoyment I'm personally taking from this uh, the collapse of the once mighty. We'll always give credit where it's due, even without being asked. And their performance, again, in the first part of this game, was better than most of the shit sandwich that they'd served up. It's funny you say,
0: I mean, that, that is also an indictment of the season the Broncos are having when you can characterize a game where they actually never looked like they were in it to win it but it just was less shit than other games. Yeah, exactly. When you can when, when you can find that as like a, as a positive talking point, that just shows how bad their season is in general.
1: Well, you know me, I'd rather light a candle than curse the darkness. Uh, but for their part, South went in with a very simple game plan, uh, even though their coach ended up not being able to come in and, and see them execute it. But uh, they just went right up to guts all night over and over and over and over and over straight up the guts even when they scored their second try Brisbane was staging a little bit of a comeback um but <laughs> i don't know like yeah, the in the in the territory battle it it looked like they were getting on top and they they had some momentum but as soon as south scored that second one the Broncos just did that Broncos thing that they've been doing recently Mm -hmm. and absolutely to a man fucking collapsed. And then I I tried to think back and I'm sure it's happened before and I'm sure it's happened in recent memory. I couldn't come up with the last time I saw a try from a tap. Yeah, Like where somebody taps the ball on their foot, passes it and the guy that is supposed to just take that first fucking useless hit up after the tap, finds himself over the try line, and falls down and scores. That is officially the softest fucking try I've seen all season. That was horrid. Yep.
0: Hit some tweets, man. I I do not want to add shit. I've been fucking scarred. I've been scarred for life right now. While While you were doing that, I received an email. Oh, really? Yeah. The email, you know, you get the little preview thing comes up in 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 mail when you get like a notification that you got a new mail. Yes. I get a new, I get a new mail notification in capital letters. It says 4J. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw who it came from, he who shall not be named, and I knew immediately that it was going to be a picture of someone's fucking balls. And sure enough, it's a picture of someone's balls. So <laughs>
1: How does, fuck how does fuck a sake, picture of balls scare you?
0: I'm here recording a podcast. I don't necessarily want people to see people's balls, people whose balls, I, who who the owner of the balls that I know, <laughs> <laughs> while I'm trying to think about the Broncos playing the South Sydney Rapidos. Well, you
1: know, I'm I'm
0: deodorizing mine as we speak. I've, yeah, you think I can't see that?
1: Um, Oh, this no, is actually
0: this is video this is video chat. I mean, you, you, you're holding the thing up and putting the, the lube in your hand. Then your hand disappears. And
1: <laughs> yeah, didn't you see me making eye contact with you? No, no. I,
0: uh, thankfully, I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't making eye contact with you at the at the time. Thankfully, but um,
1: yeah. But uh, you just missed me, the window into my soul. Um Toto to, uh, said. I've had to time me. to zen, be with the family, enjoy the weekend, and think it over. COVID has just unveiled the true current culture of my beloved Broncos. While other teams were secretly training in underground bunkers, the Broncos were eating Maccas wishing the season away. This is apparent with their lack of fitness in the early rounds and selfish attitudes. I'm thankful that we've found out now and not another two to three years down the track. Look. That's it. Toto, I love you. That makes zero fucking sense. The fact that you found out now means absolutely fucking nothing. There is no way out of this shit show for you guys. This is your life for the next five years.
0: Uh, you. know I
1: don't,
0: the, 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 I don't think it's going to last that long. What are you I doing? don't think that the.
1: Do you ever I, I, wake I'm, your kids up, tell them there's no Santa Claus while you're at it?
0: I'm just saying. Fuck's I'm sake, just man. saying. I'm just saying. I don't want you to get hurt. Well, I agree. I, I want you want five years. I want fucking ten years. That's not the <laughs> that's not the position. That the, that's not what I'm disputing here. What I'm just saying is that the world isn't a magical place where that shit happens.
1: Look, and I choose to believe, mu-
0: and you know these cunts are going to turn it around in fucking <laughs> like you know within
1: three. Yeah, I know. Um, Michael, so the 2020 Broncos have now conceded over 400 points. And that nickel try shows exactly why. No heart or mongrel. Fuck, that's a big total for 400 points. Uh, Garth said, fucking Broncos, I hate you cunts. Fucking curl up and die. How much does it cost to cripple Croft for the year? Nasty.
0: The thing is you can't single out like one. But the funny thing for me is they can't even single out Darius anymore.
1: Yeah. Like, like he's
0: actually, he's one of the ones actually kind of trying and putting in now.
1: That's it. Um, Steven said, it is so fucking confusing having to cheer on South, but I'm accepting the greater good and adapting, hashtag Broncos for the spoon. Uh, Adam said, Dearden looks raw, but may be the best half the Broncos have. Fuck, I feel for that kid. Like. You know, I, I don't know if, you, if you've heard the phrase, but there's a thing that's often talked about, you know, called the uh, the genetic lottery. And okay. it's thing The things like, you know, for me to be born as a uh, you know, straight white male okay, in Australia yeah, yeah. at this, this point This like a freakonomic history, sort of thing, yeah? It's a, a probability thing. Out of, out of all the people that have ever been born, for me to have the fucking good fortune to be born when I was as I was. Mm-hmm. It is the genetic fucking lottery. Like take any one of those things and change it and yeah. my path through life becomes harder. Yeah, yeah. Right? That fucking Dearden kid, any other time coming into the Brisbane Broncos as an up-and-coming young half, the fucking mm-hmm. people you had around you to guide yeah. your entrance into professional sport mm-hmm. compared to what this kid got, fuck that poor cunt. Oh fucking cunt! But trying his absolute guts out.
0: It's interesting. You feel sorry for a Broncos player, but yeah. Um, is that it for yeah. the tweets? Yeah. Okay. The yeah. uh, the Melbourne Storm forty-one to feed the the Canterbury bankstown Bulldogs ten uh, at the Sunny Coast Stadium. Um, I don't have the crowd figure on it this time in front of me, but um, oh fucking I'm sure, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was a, a I'm sure it was a number that just infuriated people that don't live in Queensland. <laughs> In terms of social <laughs> distancing and the fact they're not even allowed to go outside and shit. Uh, what have we got here? The Storms 41 came from a double to Ado Carr. Uh, a double to Kenny Bromwich. Uh, Nico Hines, Justin Olam, and Avuni Vali also were tries. Uh, three conversions to Cameron Munster. Three to Nico Hines. A disrespectful field goal to Munster. Uh, defeating the Dogs 10 tries to Lafayne and Remus Smith. Yeah. Uh, Laffey with a conversion. And uh, that's it
1: yeah the the melbourne storm showed again what a good foundation does you know th- this wasn't a great game by them by any stretch of the imagination usually for for someone to put 40 on a team no matter what the state of your opposition you still have to play to a a certain level to to yeah. put those those 40 points on this was an unstorm like game you know they've continued their much higher rate of errors in 2020 they've continued the the slightly disjointed attack and while looking at it on the surface you might think that oh you know it's the the, they're not as good as they they once were or you know "They're, they're big players have lost a step the fucking scary thing in my head about this is i think this is bellamy adapting
0: it, it absolutely is, and it's not just this week. It was last week as well, yeah. where the storm kind of fumbled their way through the, the this new uh, you know six again sort of. Yeah. And we th- we we initially yep. said that they would be one of the teams that would probably adapt to things the quickest. Yeah. But um, they didn't. But because their defensive basis is so good, they yes. kind of fumbled their way through and yep. won games despite that. And I think it's only like the last week or two where they've you can see that their that their attack. Has started to show signs yeah. of that they've that, that mastered the new the new sort of rule set and, that they're and playing I the think games under.
1: A, a lot of it also is, is due to a little bit more uh, slack, I'd, I'd say, in the reins. Given that, yeah, Bellamy that's all were, part of it. Yeah, it that's all, that's all part there. of it. I think it. The massive taskmaster.
0: Yeah, I just think that they've got so many skillful players that it's a matter of um. That's it. It's it's a matter it's a matter of the the under this style, you know, you can play what's in front of you a little bit more rather That's than it, just yeah. going structure, structure, structure all day. The, the, you're gonna that you're not going to get the, raped. For- that was the part that yeah, and that was the part that Bellamy had to kind of loosen the reins on or you yes. know, adapt to himself to That's give the guys the license to do that stuff. Yeah, spot and on. especially guys like Pappenhausen, you know, that are that are sort of starting to come into their own
1: yeah and, and th- this is the scary thing you know you, you look at a team that that has their error any other team that has their error rate blowout all, all of a sudden they've fallen from grace and they're struggling to make the eight and you know people are talking about a crisis but the Melbourne Storm just keep winning fucking games absolutely shocking uh, Craig said sign Josh Adokar says everyone we sign LaFi. <laughs> that explains it <laughs> that very well sums up the fucking doggies Uh, David (coughs) said I watched the first five or so minutes We looked great Moving the ball Attacking the short side Avarillo almost scores in the corner Throws it back inside From there It was all over Lewis kicks the ball out on the full We miraculously get solid field position again Earn a penalty kick right in front Avarillo shanks the kick We march back upfield Another attacking raid Lewis throws a telegraphed intercept to Josh Adokar At this point I stop watching Open the NRL app ten minutes later See Melbourne up 16-0 Proceed to the freezer. There you go. That is a very good uh, sum up. (laughs) Uh, Super Grover said, the dogs use all of Napa's experience and fuck themselves in the ass on camera for 80 minutes. (laughs) Excellent. Good stuff. GT351 underscore Johns said, congrats to Storm. They actually turned up with a depleted side and still played for 80 minutes. My team, on the other hand, very, very poor and look like they want to be anywhere but here. Very sad to see this decline. Still, I'll be back next week to support them. Good on you.
0: This is the problem I have with the doggies. The Broncos are having their historically worst by a long margin season. Yes. The spoon is theirs for the taking except that before COVID, the Broncos actually looked great and had won two from two matches and yes. banked four points before the before the, the, the break that we had. Yep. Come back after the break and they, they embark on this historically bad wooden spoon season with one yeah. win. The one win they get is over the fucking Dogs. And that was the point where the Dogs could have consigned them to the wooden spoon. I like, guarantee it. Yes. Because Broncos for and against is so bad and so much worse than, than anyone else or so All much dogs, worse than the yeah. Dogs. It's insurmountable over the last rounds of the competition. Yeah. Even if they if they you know won every game by fifty, going you know you know, to the end, they yeah. couldn't know they they couldn't overcome that for for it against. And if I, they do, I have, obviously there. I
1: have a new a new second thing I'm going to do. So the minute the time travel is invented, obviously the first thing I'm still going to do. This won't change, is jump in that motherfucker and go back and Tarzan's grip. Robbie Farah's dad's Japs eye. Uh, but the second thing I'm going to do is come back to 2020 and petition that fucking hard for the pre-Rona points to be scrapped. Like, I I will be that far up Uncle Nick's ass using him like a puppet
0: <laughs> because he
1: didn't fucking chirp loudly enough. Yeah. Because if we erase those, then Broncos get the score Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah, they do, they do,
0: but yes. that, that's that's my big. It's games like these that just I just got... I have no for all the doggies have to do is win one. Yep, just, just one right. by a point. It doesn't matter because yeah. it, it, as long as I can't see the Broncos winning again unless there's some you know untold calamity to you know, one of the sides that they're playing going yep. forward. So it comes down to the doggies. Doggies have to get one back, and if they do, great. But it's games like this just make me think, fuck man, like I just don't know if they got it yeah. in them.
1: They've got they've got the Warriors at home. That's their opportunity, and I was they gonna got, say yeah. I was gonna say the Titans, but you know, fuck, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to the
1: Titans. The war the Warriors is their fucking chance, hey.
0: That's their biggest chance, especially now. Like you know, we see like just tonight the you know talking, like yeah, two of a check. Yeah, he wants to code switch now because yep. he's not happy with the way things are going. Um, Tahu Harris, I think he wants to bail on them. I don't know if it's he's, if he's speaking about code switching as well, but he wants to bail. Um. So the season's just going to keep getting worse for them as it goes on. Yeah. yeah but, nice. um, you know. Uh, the Knights 44 to feed the West Tigers four at McDonald Jones Stadium. The Knights 44 came from a double to Ponga, uh, Hunt, Stafford Toa, Saifidi, Saifidi J, SSE and Shibasaki and Phoenix Cross on all tries. Ponga five of eight conversions and a penalty goal to feed the Tigers four. Try to Luciano Le Lua. And that is it like let's we may as well get the uh, unpleasantness out of the way first pong actually had a great game
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want it to be said that I did not acknowledge that
1: yeah no very good game um you know th- that's where he should look to excel you know and if if you look at everywhere he was effective it was in wrong footing defenders it was in you know picking his targets accurately and i think that's where he's fallen down a little bit so he pops up in the same spot on the field all the fucking time whereas i think he'd be much more effective if he floated a little bit more like teddy does mm-hmm. and just absolutely fucking live around the middle there like you know you know me i am a fucking benji stan and i am here for the for the the swan song of the crafty veteran, mm-hmm. but Ponga just beat him for pace. Just, just absolutely yep. fucking, flamed him, and he should be doing that to tired forwards every game, mm-hmm. every fucking game. Yep. Um, but you're right, a, a very good game. Knights did a very good job up the middle. You know that that's where their strength's been. They they've sort of crafted this this great pack with Clemmer and. And Syafiti was back. They just went out there and did exactly what they needed to do up the middle. And it gave them room on the outside back. So it's not fucking hard. You add to that that the Tigers just couldn't control the ball, especially in their own end.
0: <clears throat> I mean, we're, we're like, what, 10 or 11 years into this shit now. Yeah. it shouldn't. It should stop surprising me at some point. But holy fuck, I mean, could you imagine... A tormented life that being a Tigers fan would provide. Like they, in seasons they play top teams and beat them and look fucking amazing. Mm. And then, mere like a fortnight later, they'll do this. And it's like, how the fuck can you? Although like
1: that? I'm how- just thinking though, this is so we're about it at, at Origin time. Yeah, normally okay, at post this point, point of the I season. Reckon,
0: Slightly, normally at yeah. this
1: point of the season the Tigers are looking fucking fantastic yeah this is when they get that little uptick they'll beat a couple of teams depleted by origin um, you know they'll they'll move into somewhere on the ladder and it looks like even if they lose a couple of games they should win they'll still finish maybe seventh or eighth yep but then all and of then, a sudden then the ass falls out of it and yeah yep. that's it so um, <laughs> Newcastle again to to their credit they'd had a dip in form and they look mm-hmm. to be improving week on week. You know, it, it wasn't amazing opposition, but they look to be doing what they need to be doing.
0: Yep. The uh, Panthers... T- oh, sorry, my mistake. Got to go to tweets.
1: Hit tweets. Ah, oh, there we are. Uh, one-eyed tiger said, Hello, apathy, my old friend. Fuck, it makes me fucking sad when he says shit like that. <laughs> like, you know, biggest is always positive. He made his bed, though. But but one-eyed... Oh. Jesus. Uh, Josh said, see Dewey after the game. Must be tough going from a great club like South to an absolute shit show like Niners. I feel for him. Yes, I think there may have been something else that he was emotional in, considering his international representative honours. Uh, Danny said, face it. Benji needs to retire. He was given a right royal reaming tonight. And my God, Joey Lelu is a fat bastard. And I know fat <laughs> bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Terry said, who would have thought losing a Melbourne hooker would make the Tigers' performance decline more than the Storms? Mm, interesting. Uh, well, Isaac, that's true,
0: actually. I had forgotten that Harry Grant, <laughs> yeah, until you mentioned it. Then I forgot that he wasn't there. And wow, what a difference. Yeah, that makes, fuck. and you know what, I saw an article today, and look, you know, our, our, the way we feel about uh, about the media in general, and the way the things they report, and the you know, potential accuracy of them. Mm. If it were to come true, though, obviously, Harry Grant's yeah. not there next year. He's back at the storm. Apparently, the the salary cap situation that the Tigers are in at the moment, with some very high-value contracts going to like the likes of Luke Brooks, and um, Moses Mumbai, and Russell Packer, et cetera has got them in a position where they could probably buy two more like cheap players. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Yep. Yep. And so they're losing pretty much the only thing that has sparked their entire squad and they won't be able to replace. So this mm-hmm. this sort of perform this this sort of game is probably <laughs> the, 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 the ghost of Christmas's future.
1: It it's going to be interesting. Just looking at um, what, that's the picture that scarred you.
0: No, I was Nasty. just playing a drama for the podcast, bro.
1: Oh, okay. There you go. Fuck um, man.
0: You've broken you've broken K now.
1: You've got <laughs> Broken what?
0: Got- oh God. I don't I don't I don't have time in the middle of a West Tigers match thing to explain to explain all that. Okay. It's just like you've you've broken the fourth wall there <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit of podcast magic. Ah, oh, gotcha. Okay. Um,
1: so, you know, the, the Tigers are going to have this money to, to go to market, but who's available?
0: Doesn't matter. They can't afford them anyway. That's yeah. the point. <laughs>
1: they can't afford them. And in all seriousness, are they attracting top-tier talent?
0: No, they're not, and, and and I think that they uh, the way the, the way the article uh, the the stories are going today is that they potentially will uh, alleviate some of their salary cap pain by offloading the hefty eight fifty that they're paying Moses Mbai, and fuck that's a the lot Titans. Of the things. Titans the Titans appear to be amenable <laughs> to taking Moses Mbai off their hands, and so just when we're talking about how fucking great. The Titans have been going with their recruitment for next year. They pull one of these classic <coughs> Titans moves yeah. and buy a guy that's going to cost them way too much and give them nothing.
1: Although here's the thing: if if you could get by and you could yeah. get him for, or, you know, let's say you're paying four fifty and they're carrying the rest of the freight, mm-hmm. you give him no fucking responsibility because remember he went to the Tigers and they made him like captain his third week there. Yeah, give him no responsibility and put him in the centres or the wing. Yeah, serviceable. You know that that that's not a shitty decision. <clears throat> Can't
0: that's fuck you what he's more doing. than that's Tyrone Peachy does. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, um, yeah. It's it's going to be a, a very interesting time, and and I know I normally rag a lot on the Tigers, but I think there are some potentially some very fucking dark days ahead for recruitment wise for West. Mm-hmm.
0: You don't have to tweet. All right, Panthers twenty-eight to feed the Raiders twelve at Panthers Stadium. The Panthers twenty-eight came through tries to uh, kick out Martin Crichton and Naden Cleary four conversions and two penalty goals. The Raiders twelve came through a double to chance Nickel Klotstad and uh, two conversions to Jared Croker. This was like almost like the the, the the Panthers almost put it together for a second game in a row, but they didn't. They did they, they didn't this time. They didn't do it for the whole time. I mean, first yeah. half, fuck yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Then
0: second half, then second half, no, nah. and um, and they they never let the Canberra Raiders back into the game because let's face it, they a, the the lead was insurmountable mm. at half time. But I don't think they would have been happy with what they did give them.
1: Yeah, neither do I. Um, but looking at that, the first what was the something like the first seven minutes, mm-hmm. Penrith didn't touch the ball. Yeah. You know, that that was the hallmark. As soon as I saw that happen, then I get fucking PTSD flashbacks to games where we have had a lead but get run down in the last five minutes just because we used up way too much fucking gas yeah. early on. Uh, the fact that they could, A, withstand seven fucking minutes of solid attack from a fresh camera Raiders attacking. it was a fact that it, didn't nail them late in the game. And if it did, they were smart enough to scale back the efforts they were putting into attack and really save their juice for where they needed it in defence. Because that Canberra side didn't go away. You know, Say what you want, whether you think they were managed back into the game by the refs or whether there were some strange calls. I won't get into <coughs> that shit.
0: That managed but, narrative is fucking such dumb shit. Oh, I fucking I swear love it. it. It's fucking. It is fucking stupid. I mean, how many games have they been managed into in the first fucking place? I mean, with the exception of probably three clubs in the entire competition, every club's been managed into a fucking game. Yeah,
1: exactly. Thanks to
0: for, thanks to these six agains. Yeah, the only clubs that consist there's a couple of clubs that consistently aren't, but most the vast majority of clubs have had their times being kissed yeah, on the dick. That's
1: it. Um, the other fucking. Hard dick moment for me was when they held up Papali over the line, who who is the hardest to hold up person in the history of the fucking human race when he gets ahead of steam up close to the line. And looking at that Penrith team, you know, rugby league's a very, very simple game in its in its meta, in its structure, you know, like you were alluding to in your manly review, run hard, get up and play the ball quickly, pass it to somebody run coming onto, up on the ball. Run bottom. onto
0: the fucking ball.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know. What watch the ball into your hands, mm-hmm. you know, even though there's giant cunts running trying to kill you. Yeah. That part of it's very, very simple. Where it gets a little bit more complex is in trying to complement your side. As in, you've got guys of different sizes, different speeds, different mm-hmm. abilities, different strengths, different weaknesses trying to manage that throughout your team. And this is where I think this Penrith team are, are really starting to separate themselves. You know, along with you know the Roosters, probably the Storm from the rest of the competition. In that they are so complementary to each other. In looking over it, uh, you know, Clear is obviously a rep level player. There's another couple of rep level players there, but it's a relatively young team, and these guys are just getting out there and doing what they need to do to complement the blokes next to them, and that's where they're getting a lot of their success from. But that mental fortitude. So much of that stems from just the confidence that uh, that the person next to you is gonna do what they need to do. So you can focus on what you need to do and not cover for them. It's very, very pleasing to see. Uh, and having a look at uh, <laughs> the draw will go undefeated for the rest of the season. So
0: And I don't begrudge you I don't begrudge it at all. I mean, mm-hmm. if there's gotta be a season why not an asterisk season?
1: Exactly. Why not? Exactly. Why, Why not win the premiership in the hardest season to do it in since the inception of the game? You know, with the, the psychology. Well, you, have,
0: you, have to be, you have to be good for good for you know only eighty percent as long as regular teams. Yeah, That's true. A-
1: but but also to deal with you know the psychological effects of the the worst global pandemic since the start of the century. Um, they
0: literally call it the escalating geopolitical we talk, situation. We, we, talk, we talk about the unawareness of players and and the way that they don't they go through their life living in this in this fucking bubble. Mm-hmm. This year, there's literally a bubble inside the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> All these motherfuckers have to worry about because they aren't allowed to do anything else. Is just practice their fucking dance moves on TikTok.
1: You know the the fact the it. fact that the, the easiest season the greatest- in the world for a player the greatest number seven in the history of the game had to deal with fucking TikTok pussies thrown at him constantly. Uh, you know, showing again, he's not only a better player than Kalen Ponga, <laughs> but a better There's, dancer.
0: They're the, the splatting on the bubble. Isn't that funny, though? Kalen Ponga's trying to fucking own that TikTok shit, too. He's so what fucking did, bad.
1: And what he, he, he's, he's so bad. My like, six-year-old is a better fucking TikTok dancer. Than Kalen Ponger. yeah, he is. Yeah, and he dances to Taylor Swift.
0: And it's, yeah, I was fucking. I was. I was pissed myself laughing when I saw that. Because <laughs> <laughs> like the earnest look on his face, like he's so yeah. fucking serious about it.
1: He's, he's fucking slinging that thing. Like. <laughs> <sighs> oh. But yes, Kalen Ponga, a, can't dance. There are going to be some all. very fucking disappointed receptacles in about fifteen years' time. <laughs> His <laughs> uh, uh, no,
0: he, he's, he's dick, he's, he's dick might, might take after his, his mother. He might leave you in the dust.
1: <laughs> oh, look, I'm just talking about the technique. The fact that it's just like that.
0: Fucking. I think 15 years of practice, he's ahead
1: of the game. That's the Cardo fucking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, son. <laughs> so, Tim. <laughs> Said Raiders just weren't in it first half. Still, Panthers going to do what they do best in finals and choke. Hashtag fuck the Panthers. Hashtag promote the choke. Who was that? That was Tim. Tim? Yeah. So angry. Tim, I know. Please show me on the doll where Nathan Cleary touched you. This, is a, this, was,
0: a, this was a tweet thread for, for the Panthers and Raiders game. There's no like Broncos talking here.
1: Well, promote the choke. That's a Dragons hashtag.
0: It's actually provoked, though, too, I mean, so... Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, the, the hashtag Nazi or anything, but...
1: Well, you know, t- typical Raiders fan, tr- you know, trying to do something and just, you know, sort of getting the the basic idea right, but just not executing very well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ross said, stepdad, any comments on the prayer circle? Hashtag weary of the eerie of cleary. Yeah. Um, My stance on prayer circles is exactly the fucking same as my stance on shit-cunt haircuts. If you are number one on the table, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You know? (laughs) If you can fucking sit down and pray to imaginary sky cloud man and say fucking, you know, thank you for, for doing that, then that's fantastic. In fact, I think it goes to the humility of the Panthers players, whereas normal people would look at that performance and get rock hard at their own fucking greatness, they attribute it to a higher power. So it's not actually them out there running fast and busting tackles and throwing amazing cutout passes. It's uh, it. It's all been predestined. So, you know, fucking in the name of the father and the son, uh, the Cleary Goats. Oh, there you go. No, I'll work on that. It's not quite yet, yeah, but in the name yeah, of the no, father actually, and the son... Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway, some, someone someone sent me the last part. Finish it off for me. Uh, father, shunt- son,
0: the TikTok slots.
1: The name of the father or the son of the TikTok slots? That's nice. Uh, Shanta said, John Bateman completely exposed as a humongous fraud, fake tough guy and a fake nice guy. Are we sure he really has a daughter back in Wigan, or is he catfishing the Raiders? Oof, mm. that is exactly right. Did, did you see fucking Big Villy's first try? He's looked back to see if they've called him for an obstruction. Yeah. <laughs> he stopped and turned around <laughs> just to see if there were people blowing their whistle or, or blowing up. Because the fucking ease that we went through for our yeah. first two was fucking <laughs> all time. That was great. Uh, Biggest Tiger said, the saddest part about all of this is that we won't have a meetup when the Panthers win the grand final. Well, you know what? If the Panthers win the grand final, I'll remind everyone of that every year for every fucking meet-up. Don't you worry, I'll get my fucking money's worth. Uh, Nigel said, I hate to admit, but Cleary on a different level to everyone else at the moment. He certainly is. Uh, and Joel said, Fuck it, for the sake of my multi, let's go, hashtag Eerie of Cleary. <laughs> I don't care how you get on board, just make sure you are.
0: The... Titans, 30, defeat the North Queensland Cowboys, 10, at SeaBus. The uh, Titans, 30, tries to uh, Don, Proctor, a double to Brinson. Uh, Brian Kelly and Samuels have a tries. Fogarty, three, five conversions. Um, Ash Taylor very kindly axed himself, I think, after his his attempt. The Cowboys, 10, uh, tries to Felt and O'Neill and Felt, one of two conversions.
1: <clears throat> How the, the fuck final do narrative. you get a form line
0: on these Cowboys? Well, it's, the, it's also <laughs> on the Titans as well. I mean... Like, firstly, I will say, Titans fans enjoy this moment. It appears that Holbrook is, you know, doing things there, and it's, it's, you know, he stopped the whole chopping and changing that he was running with earlier in the season yep. in That's terms it. of lineups. Uh, obviously, injuries and things like that probably settled down a touch as well. But um, it looks like you know something's kind of you know something might be changing there. But at the same time, I would also add these guys. Have broken your hearts consistently for years. Yep. So, to quote the wolf, <laughs> let's not start sucking each other's dicks just yet. Yeah. Because it's uh, it's uh, they've they're just as likely to turn around next week and get fucking smashed.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, That's it. But. If they can, if they can generate performances like this, especially from the likes of Brimson, um, Ash Taylor, Proctor, Brian Kelly's been good probably all year, or at least the last couple of weeks. Um, Sammy, that's what yep. you want. And I mean, and if those guys that I mentioned can carry that kind of form into next year, when you get a top up of uh, of the the big boys, then fuck, you know, it, it could be good times on the, you know, definitely on the up on the
1: horizon. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Looking at that, though, the the Cowboys had an absolute fucking shocker in the form of Morgan. Oh, my God. Did you see? Like, that.
0: Who, which fucking try was that? That it was the. Like, it made Darius Boyd look like George Tafua.
1: <laughs> peak peak was, Tafua, was, not now Tafua. It
0: was like, yeah, like tackling Tafua, like when he actually yeah. makes it. Um, but I think it, it was. I think it was Brimson's. It second try. He fucking like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he has he been out to, to his for knees. A the opposite time. direction. He, well, he's I mean, been he's, out for a long time.
0: Yeah, and I mean it was what, with the shoulder as well. So I can understand there might be some issues in terms of confidence and you you know putting your body on the line. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean he was, but he was
1: also kind of protected right out there on the right as well. But th- this is the thing. It, it's not an uncommon tactic to run at a half, at especially mm-hmm. one that's going to get himself heavily involved in defense. And Morgo is one of those halves generally. Um, but you you can do that for 60 minutes out of a game only for it to pay off once. Yep. And and that's generally a fucking acceptable strategy. Man, you miss seven tackles, four errors. It, it was just an absolute horror night out for him. So it, it's 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 out of character. Six, yeah. of
0: those seven tackles, was that all in the first half? It was uh, definitely six in the first half. I know that.
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't know the the split. Um but it it was uncharacteristic. And you would assume that he he doesn't continue that on uh, and you obviously can't blame a loss on one player.
0: No, but when they scored like, you know, but, three or four tries through there in the first yeah, half. Yeah, I mean, they it kind of put them out of reach.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, again, if 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 you know someone's struggling, yeah. Th- this is where the good teams adapt. You know, like you said, and 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 the cover gets better. So, uh, Justin said, "Fucking cowboys!" Just when I thought my morale couldn't get any lower, time to draw a warm bath and drag in the hairdryer. Oof, you know, it's never that bad, at least not a Tigers fan. Uh, Hammers in a very fucking serious post, you fucking polymer merchant. Uh, to end up winning thirty to ten was a bit disappointing, to be honest, but. All in all, that was a great game of footy by the lads. Ash played great and very unlucky to not score. Proctor played arguably his best game in Titans colours. Moe was Moe, Sammy, Don, Copley and BK solid. AJ getting better by the game. Goal kicking was terrible and still can't figure out why Mo doesn't play more minutes. First half shows, what you get, uh, sorry, shows you what this team is capable of and gives a glimpse of what 2021 can be. If they play the majority of next year like that first half, top eight isn't out of the question. Holbrook can coach. He's got these guys playing a style of footy I never thought possible by this club. Take Hipgrave, Peachy, Wallace out, add Fafita, Tino, and Herman, and oh boy, this team looks good. You fucking beat the Cowboys. <laughs> Where Michael Look, no, Morgan? Look,
0: like, I, I don't want to begrudge him the enjoyment of a great performance and a dominant mm-hmm. win. This is a fan base that hasn't had a lot to cheer. You know, they, they haven't had many of these in their entire history, let alone yeah, you know, recent history. I mean, yeah, they, they also support the, the anti-vax over, movement. Over
1: Whereas my oh, yeah. my club removes anti vaxxers the Titans happily fucking take them. So I think that.
0: Well, I mean, no, no, even I, he's still being unfair there as well. I mean, they are they are punting Brycey and and uh, and yeah, you know what? The they deal. are
1: they are they are when it, when it's done, come back to me. Until then, I refuse to give any extra credit to a team that supports children <laughs> getting fucking polio. So yeah, good luck. You take that as a solid win. It was fucking Michael Morgan having a Barry. That's what it was. Um, Troy said, once again, and still, fuck Rugby League. Lucky Captain Morgan was back. There we are.
0: Captain Morgan, he drank a bottle of Captain Morgan. <laughs> um, the Eels 14 defeated the Sharks 12 at uh, Net Strata Jubilee. Uh, the Eels 14 came through tries to Dylan Brown and Kane Evans. Moses, two conversions and a penalty goal. The Sharks tries to Ramian and Mulitalo with a double. And Johnson tellingly missed all three attempts at conversion.
1: Yeah, tough. The... the- you know, to to roll out the cliche, the wet weather was the great equaliser, and for the majority of this game, I, I thought the sharks handled it. You know, maybe a little bit better.
0: Yeah, to, and I mean they certainly Parramatta. certainly came, like uh, the the back end of the game. It felt like that they were they were coming on strong, and it was almost it felt inevitable that they would you know break through and get the win. Yeah, that's it. But wow, I mean talking about the weather being the great equaliser, though, I mean I don't think necessarily that this game would have gone the same way had it been a dry track, I think the Eels would have had too much yeah. for them. Yeah. And this was a great opportunity for the Sharks that they just failed to capitalise on ultimately. Yeah. That's
1: it. They're missing leadership. You know, and, and it's a similar problem to to what was affecting the Broncos. Again, you know, the Broncos have now got so many fucking problems, but just last year, that lack of leadership and lack of direction was very obvious in, in the Broncos. And that's a lot of what I see in Cronulla because they're not lacking talent. They've got fucking strike out wide, um, you know. On on paper, their right hand side attack, you know, should be close to to one of the most dangerous in the competition when it's firing. But they just can't get it to click properly. Uh, and obviously, goal kicking is a massive fucking issue for them. Obviously, uh, yeah. But but they don't have those go to people who, when they're in those situations, really fucking knuckle down and pull them through. They're relying too much just on the talent or the, the freak play to, to get them out of these tough situations instead of gritting the way out of it. Uh, John said, If nail-biting finishes are Parramatta's new normal, I may need to start laying off the KFC a bit for my poor heart's sake. Nah, who am I kidding? A wins-a-win baby. Uh, fucking very dangerous celebrating mediocrity like that uh, Sharky Dave said brave loss really brave just a bunch of battlers fighting the heavyweights and probable premiers Jesus Christ Dave like <laughs> I I know there's some fucking you know ironic ignorance in terms of how Sharks fans normally go about things but you You've just <coughs> called the Parramatta Eels heavyweights and probable premiers. That's beyond irony. And uh, and you, like your fucking team, are now just a parody of the successful year in 2016. So, fucking be better. Uh, Willie said, fuck that stings, losing by missed goals again. The narrative is going as planned. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah, because they actually forced Johnson to miss the fucking goals. Come on.
1: Yeah, if Landis was up on the roof of the stadium with fucking sprinklers and garden hoses, that wasn't actual rain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew said, stupid brain snaps from Paris. Still can't believe we have been escaping with wins. They're, they're finding ways to do it. They're not pretty. Uh, Mitch said, Cronulla, the premier entertainers of the NRL, kicking 40 helping show scrums are still relevant and bringing some much-needed razzle-dazzle scoring as many tries as possible while still following the predetermined result. The Sharks <laughs> are the rock in a comp with a top four full of Stone Colds. To, I don't understand what any of that fucking means. Did so. you finish it?
0: They're the rock in the... Sto- oh, they're talking about wrestling. They're talking about the rock and Stone Cold.
1: Oh, fucking hell. It, yeah, exactly. I wasn't the, paying attention. I didn't, The I didn't, fucking I didn't Venn diagram of wrestling fans and Sharks. Of course. Why does that not fucking surprise me? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, and probably tweeted (laughs) around Aaron Ma said both teams have honoured the memory of Johnny Manor by playing like cancer (laughs) 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 fucking ouch coming from a Tigers fan
0: Previews come up for, what was it, round 14 of the 2020 NRL asterisk season. The Thursday game, the Roosters take on the Storm at the SCG. Uh, Josh Morris is back in the center. Uh, Orbison goes to second row. Nat Butcher to the bench. And Max Bailey drops the reserves. Flano Jr. named as a reserve uh, in the 21 after being replaced by Lachlan Lamb last week. Uh, Lachlan Lamb does, still does retain the, uh, the seven, though. The Storm. Pappenhausen um, is back at fullback. Nuken back in lock. Riley Jacks comes into 5'8", replacing the injured Cameron Munster. There's a massive blow for the Storm, especially a big game like that. Um, uh, yep. Tino Fassimaluai and Nico Hines drop to the bench, and Chris Lewis back to the reserves. Brenko Lee is named in 21 as a chance of a return from injury as well. Uh, look, I think to make this really simple... I think the loss of the loss of uh, Cameron Munster is a much. Mm. I mean, like the Roosters, the Roosters have their issues, but I think the loss of Munster, yep. just as the Storm were kind of getting their mojo back in terms of uh, attack, or I been mean, getting their mojo back so much so that they were like, yeah, let's rest fucking Pappenhausen last week for a game against the doggies. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that the, the the loss of Munster throws a, a spanner in that kind of uh progression that they were sort of building on um yep and you know in addition you know when you add that to the fact that cam smith's not there either uh i think you know cam smith being there when none of the other big whatever's in the spine over the over the last decade were there they, he still kind of you know it was enough to steady the ship uh brandon smith is not that guy yeah um, great, great player. No, he's not. But n- not anything like that. And so without Munster being the dominant guy there, I'm not sure if uh, if Jerome Hughes is the guy that can steer the ship as, as soundly coming up against the Roosters.
1: Against against any other side. Oh, you give would,
0: them a better than average, yeah.
1: You'd be forgiven, for, that's it, for saying here that, okay, so the Storm systems are going to get them home. Yep. You know, th- there's going to be en- enough there in the bank for just plays to run in different situations um, I, I really think that that Morris coming back in is such a huge inclusion for the roosters uh, and and Lachlan lamb will continue the form he showed last week had a very very good game and what a situation for for the roosters to be in you know you you had such a promising yep. young seven in Flano Jr. that it, that it had a relatively good season, yep. I'd thought, up until that point. Uh, and then taking him out and giving Lachlan the game time forces him to want to improve and, and get better, but then also pushes Lamb to retain the spot yep. that you've given him. So so it's a, a very good situation for them to be in, but yep, I'm going to tip the roosters on well. this one. Um, the Warriors take
0: on Penrith Panthers in the pub slot game. <laughs> Heatherington, it's funny, like Heatherington wasn't going to play anyway, but it's about because of suspension. Uh, so he's replaced by Lachlan Burr. Uh, Isaiah lee fills the bench spot. Uh, the Panthers, no changes, although Dylan Edwards is named in 19. And uh, so I guess he's possible to come back. Uh, yep. Look, uh, the, the Warriors have no fucking chance of winning this game. They're going to get smashed. Um, it's just going to be a four and against exercise for for the Panthers. Like there's there's really no discussion yep. required. I don't think it's going yeah. to be ugly, extremely ugly. And uh, look, the Warriors have hung on longer than I expected them to this season, in and out of some terrible performances, yep. but they've had some good ones as well. But. Now like every yeah. week it's just more bad news. Like, you know, they get they you know, players want to go home because they're homesick. You know, I, I get that. They do that, they're some of their best players in their side. They want to go home, then they get a new coach named. It's not the it's the, the coach that yep. the, the coach that's been caretakering for them, he wants to piss off um, you know, for personal reasons. So who they sign Yeah, yeah valid, very personal valid personal reasons, reasons. and um and it's so who they sign. Maybe the worst most garbage coach that was on the touted list of potentials Um, yes that's it so you know these players the players talk to each other as well I mean if those players turned on Brandy at the end of his reign at the Knights I'm sure they fucking know I'm sure there's people they know in common that have got plenty to say about what went on there yeah through the back channels yeah exactly yeah yeah, long story short the Panthers win this one and uh, and extremely easily yeah
1: look you, you can't can't go into any game complacent and that, well, that's the reason. Us, us as people who the watch Panthers the
0: game can it compla- can be complacent and uh and and, and, and rightfully can. so. And even if the Panthers were complacent they still could be complacent for 20 minutes. Unless yeah, both of their starting props get injured and all this other shit happens, goes wrong with them, but I don't think it's gonna happen. You know?
1: Yeah don't you fucking put that <laughs> evil
0: on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> uh, a masculine son <laughs> He's <laughs> taken from you. Uh, the Eels take on the Dragons in the late game on Friday. Uh, the Eels, uh, Madison's back from a concussion layoff. Uh, new Corey gets benched, Andrew Davey back to the reserves, um, which is a shame because, I mean, Andrew Davey, he's not the best player in the world. I mean, he's, 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 a, he's, a, step, he's a step or two above plotter level, I would say, but it's a great story. That he managed to you know like at a, yes. such a, at a such a late hour managed to force his way back into a side that is one of the, like the front runners of the, of the league so uh, good on him yep. and I hope he gets back into 17 yep. soon the dragons Corey Norman back into 17 as you alluded to at the start of the show Ben hunt back the hooker McInnes the lock which is actually probably their best positions in the form lately Jackson yes. Ford suspended uh, Fumono is back into starting 13 uh, Tarek Sims through injury again and uh, Marin is also out. Jacob Host, Corbin Sims to the bench. And Tristan Taylor <laughs> at fourteen.
1: Can't go past yeah. Parramatta here. Yeah, you know, at, at some stage they need to yeah. come good again. You know, the the comments that everyone's been making in, in the tweets and comments were, were spot on. They've been mm-hmm. jagging wins and they haven't yep. been pretty. Uh, and better teams should probably yep. have put them away. But I'm I'm marking this week as as when Parramatta get themselves somewhat back on track in terms of playing to the level that they were at uh, Mm -hmm. early after the resumption. The Sharks
0: take on the Titans at a Netstrad at Jubilee. Uh, Wilton drops off the bench replaced by Jack Williams. Toby Rudolph is in the 13. Um, Titans, no changes to the successful lineup
1: from last week. My instant... Instinct here is to pick Mine the too. Sharks. And that is because the
0: Titans, they've, they've done nothing to earn my trust. There was a great performance last week.
1: And Michael Morgan doesn't play yeah, for it was, the Yeah, it was a
0: great performance last week. As I said, enjoy the shit out of a Titans fan. It's been a long time coming. You deserve it. But now's the time for consolidation. And Brimson needs to be as yes. untouchable this week. And Brian Kelly needs to be as strong as he was, like you know, this week. Uh, you need Ash Taylor and yeah, Jamal Foggish. They have to they have to back up and do it again because, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know, Ash Taylor gets his million dollars contract from you know a handful of games, but no, you've got to do it for an entire season, man. I mean, this is a sort of game. It tests the medal of like you know Mo Mo Fonawake. He's got to come up against some you know yeah. some decent name brand props, and Aaron, Aaron Woods, and Aaron Woods. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, no, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna yep. back the sharks. Um,
0: right. Same. Uh, the Cowboys take on the Rabbitohs up there at uh, the Abattoir. Uh, Drinkwater returns to fullback. Uh, Taboy Fido moves to the wing. Justin O'Neill's out as the comes in to replace Tom Gilbert on the interchange. The Rabbitohs. Jaden Sewer is back from suspension, so he pushes Liam Knight to the bench and Jack Johns is uh, out of the seventeen um, as a result. Look, will the Cowboys? Be as bad as they were last week, probably not. Will Michael Morgan be as bad? As, like, probably not. I just think that, just from a, a an experienced.
1: But he doesn't. He doesn't have to be. He could be fifty percent. And it's still not going to help him
0: in this game. Yeah, that's right.
1: There's far more strike yep. power in this Rabbit's team than than what the Titans uh, took up there, and and look what they mm-hmm. what they managed to achieve. This South forward pack, while they're not. They're not playing to to where I think they should be or could be. They're doing yeah. very, very well. And, and I think that's the the blueprint here is to just get up and roll through the Cowboys and really put them on the back foot early, I'm tipping the...
0: Uh, rabbits and the well. rabbits Uh The Raiders take on the Broncos at GIO. Uh, Canberra in Canberra taking on the Broncos and... Um,
1: Thirteen plus or fucking fold.
0: This is one of those games where you take advantage of the make your own line option at the bookie, because I imagine I haven't Put looked at up the betting lines for this game, but I would imagine that the Canberra Raiders are around the dollar twenty mark and the Broncos
1: are around the six dollars eighty to seven dollar mark. So the Raiders are a dollar twelve and the okay. Broncos are so six fifty.
0: A dollar twelve ain't paying for shit in your life. Yeah, I mean it's better. It's no. it's better than bank interest, but that's the only thing it's better than. What you need to do is you need mm. to put some more juice into that shit, and you need to take like you know, Canberra Raiders minus twenty eight point five or, so, or something of that nature, just to yes. to make the bet lucrative enough that it's worth your time to actually place the bet. Yeah, uh, the Broncos. Um, so just going through the Raiders' lineup is the same as last week. Uh, Pangai Junior. He's out for his COVID suspension indefinitely. Uh, ben Tio starts in the back row, and uh, Jordan uh, Ricky comes in. Isaac Luke has been dumped to reserves. Corey Pace named on the bench. Um, look, and this team is set now before we even know what the fuck's going on with that Everton Park shit too, there could be there could be yeah, repercussions it. out of that to, to see this side look completely different, except with Brodie Croft still in the six. Um, but then you've got the ins and the outs, and then you've got Darius Boyd has removed himself from the leadership group. He's got the shits about something that, you know, hasn't necessarily been, uh, been aired. Tony Staggs, he wants out. Um, Dave Fafita, oh, he's, he's leaving... Um, Oh, and what were you, what were you saying to me earlier? Something about Matthew Lodge with a, a broken leg? Did you say? A broken so leg. Yes, he is out. He's, he's out in, because like, I'm looking at the Tuesday list and he was named yes. in seventeen.
1: Yeah, and so no, he's he's he since broken today. he's like, Well, yeah, I mean,
0: yes, make your he own has. line. I mean, the more you put on, the more you get back, and 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 the more <laughs> the more points start you give the Broncos, the more you're going to get back. Um, Bet, bet with your head. Not over it. Uh, look, if you've got the balls that go like 38.5, you may be rewarded richly. Oof. That's all I'm saying. That's and uh, what do we got here? The uh, Newcastle Knights take on the mighty Manly Seagulls and McDonald Jones. Um, Daniel Saifidi uh, replaces Jacob Saifidi, uh, who drops to the bench. Brody Jones, the reserves. Manly, okay, so... Parker returns. Fanula um, Blake is replaced by Paseka. Curtis Irion and Joel Thompson return. Um, Guacamole's in the, on the reserve bench, which is good to see. Um, and Morgan Boyle out of the seventeen, which is great to see. I'm um- <coughs> not a massive fan of this lineup. Let's wait and see what happens. I mean, we've got the first cut comes in, what, tomorrow? And then uh, we'll see you an hour before the game. But uh, I would very much like to see Tavita Funa in the, in the number two or in on the left wing in this game. Um, that's really the only change that needs to be made to a side if you want to just, like, focus on defense. If things continue the way they're going, though, um, there won't be any credit for this, of course, But uh, but... But Kalen Ponga could have a huge game because the, his side of the field is where he where he uh, loafs around and uh, doesn't go looking for action is the side of the field where you know, George Tafu lives. So he won't have to do he won't have to yes. do very much at all to look very good on the highlight reels. Um, yeah, okay. I've officially got no faith in in uh, that situation and and. Yeah, Brad Parker. Who fucking knows? Corey, I mean, Corey Wooddell will probably end up playing fucking centre over there because Brad Parker will invent another new and creative way to get himself knocked out. Um, this time,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so in
0: the, so this year we, he's knocked himself out by by uh, by slipping and, and hitting his head on the ground. He's been knocked out by a, an elbow from a player uh, in uh, as he was defending. Um, what else has he fucking done? He hasn't been knocked. He hasn't had a football kicked into his head, like uh, like. Uh, like Mick like, face, yeah, like Mick Crocker it. had. Yep. So I mean that's that that'll fucking that'd kill him. I mean if it knocked out if
1: has has he been kicked is he been kicked in the face stud side by somebody that's broken a tackle and runs the length of the field to score? No.
0: Maybe that could be it. Maybe okay. that but uh, yeah, so the the, the bets that I will be placing is uh is, is knights knights to win thirteen plus. Um Ponger to score uh, at least one try out there over on his right to fool's left and Brad Parker to be knocked out. Yep. I'm not sure if there's a market for that. <laughs> but there should be. I mean, sports bet usually do these creative markets as well, like, you know, Tigers to finish ninth and stuff like that. So, you know. Uh, the Tigers take on the uh, Doggies. Jacob Little returns from injury <coughs> to play hooker. Mumbai goes to center. out <laughs> to the wing. Uh, Luke Garner returns. So Chris Lawrence is benched. Which sees uh, Sean Blaw out of the seventeen. In this day and age, in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty, why would you have like waste the bench spot on a on a Chris Lawrence? Because you've already got Josh Reynolds there, who's like a, a back. Yeah. Okay, so like a versatile guy that can fill a number of positions if a back if a if a backline position need to be filled. Right. Yep. So why would you have Chris Lawrence there who was? a great center and, like, a mediocre back rower with, you know, no speed anymore. And then you've got this fucking kid who's, whose story you fucking loved when he was running up against Nathan Brown the other week. Why would... You know, I don't get it. The Doggies. Lockie yeah. Lewis is suspended. He's replaced in the halves by the son of Gold Nuts, Jack Cogger. Avarillo, the Doggies' best player, is uh, out with a hip injury and replaced by Carrot Holland. This is one of the games... Two or three games in the run home that I that, that I think the doggies can win. Unfortunately though Yes they are not going to Unfortunately. No. Um Tigers no. to return to the winner's circle, it won't be impressive. It won't be
1: It'll be impressive enough compared to what they've dished out yeah, recently. Yeah, I suppose so.
0: Righto, mailbag. Uh, what do we got here? Zach, simply stated, Brisbane Broncos are fucked. Where did you get? Where did you get that idea from? Really? Uh, yes, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris said, "Have the Broncos lost their? Have they, Have they lost their broom? Or is there no more room under the rug?" Yeah, they really have. They really have lost the broom, haven't they?
1: Well, you know. It it's not a fucking secret what Wayne Bennett did before he was a professional football coach. Mm. You know, he he was in the police force mm-hmm. and was in there long enough to to make some decent friendships. And you know, as time goes on, some of those people rise in in responsibility and power. And certain things were, were able to be kept private or or never released, mm-hmm. uh, etc. And and as the game, I guess, professionalizes, these are the, some of the things that you lose. You you lose the the handshakes and the the mates rates at places and things like that. So, yeah, it was always going to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Sam, had story time with siebes <laughs> Cool. Lord, Lord. Well, given how, given how litigious he is, I mean, you know, I don't think you know we could uh, we could really do story time with Seebes until it's been publicly reported. But. Uh, I mean, I did, I did speak to him earlier and he did, and he did say to me that, um, that, uh, no comment on that. It's, a uh, toes, toes before, toes before hose.
1: <laughs>
0: um, Toto, no time for an ep this week. Move along. <laughs> Nothing going on. Pretty boring week. <laughs> I, I wish, I wish. Um, what do we got here? Uh... Skipping through some of these. Some of these are visual. I love, yeah. Thanks for the memes, guys. It's fucking true. It doesn't translate to an audio medium, though. Um, Cruzy, with Ben Iken submitting his interest to be the new Bronco CEO, do you think he can muster up the old Thoroughbreds gang once again?
1: Um, I think so. Because in speaking to a couple, uh, the what what's caused them to no longer have the involvement is the the current board or the, the, the current coaching staff and w- without wanting to go in on the broncos for unnecessary things that may very well have been an attempt to to clean things up or to to really remove themselves from being beholden to a, yeah. a group of of silent fucking string pullers which is essentially yeah. what what they became yeah. Uh, it's uh the the minute they're allowed to they will be right back in there because like anybody else they love their club uh, the only difference is these people have the means and shit tons of disposable income to go and directly affect things at their club
0: and they don't want to prop up the the, the current coaching administration. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Trent said, so assuming Seabold is gone, is the Broncos the most attractive coaching job? Surely they can't get any worse, or is the place a disaster to avoid for any prospective coach? I, th- I think that any coach would uh, go to... As an organization, I still feel like um, they're extremely strong and it's extremely attractive, With the still a one-team town, etc., etc. And I think that Seabold's mostly just the problem in his current administration. And I think if you cleared Seabold cleared and all Seabold people out got some of those big value contracts off the books it's you know it's probably as attractive as ever
1: yes though to me that's the issue the the issue if if i'm looking at that place to go as a coach the giant fucking red flag to me is the inability of that board to admit that they fucked up Mm. and the fact that the contracts that a bunch of those players are on are not commensurate with what they're producing on the field. And, like, any time that happens, the coach is a scapegoat. And I'm not saying, in this instance, that Sieves is, is blameless. Obviously, shares a great fucking percentage of the the cause here. But until those contracts are fixed, and until there is money to go to market to actually you know get players through in key positions that they need, quality players then I really do think that the Broncos are a poison chalice because of the expectations and the history that come with coaching in that club.
0: Yeah, I think I think that the if it ever came to the position where they're swapping coaches, I think there's like a lot of those changes would just happen because they would... And changes at the board level as well. Yeah,
1: but okay, so you get rid of Siebes, It doesn't mean you get rid of Milford. You've still got Jack Bird. No you've you've still no, got no but i
0: mean these sorts of these sorts of things would have to be would would have to be organized and if you were coming in as a coach especially a coach with any pedigree can you imagine you know somehow let's just say by some hypothetical miraculous situation that they managed to negotiate that um, you know Craig Bellamy would come up and finish his time yeah. at the Broncos yep. as a coach he is the sort of guy that could basically take control and set st- and st- the set the stipulations yep that would need to be met for him to to do that, and he would he would have the groundwork laid, yep, and the would. cuts that could be made before he got there, so he could slot straight back into. <coughs> and look, you know yeah, but, every but again, every coach with, couldn't probably
1: with Bellamy going in there. When we're not talking about cutting a bunch of of underperforming centers, like you know, for, replace the Broncos with Manley. You know, a coach goes in mm. there, and they you know they need to get rid of George. They need to get rid of a couple of plotters and they need to shore up a bit of depth. Mm. That's doable. Most coaches would yeah. feel pretty confident going in there and looking at that style restructure. With the Broncos, you're talking about essentially guys who should have been your marquee players. Who are on massive fucking yeah. contracts. And you, yeah, you but get I mean, into like you, can save, you can, you can, like to get rid you can of
0: instantly save money on... Yeah, but what's, he sorry? On?
1: what's Milford on? 900k? Uh
0: 950 maybe. Okay, so all in right. the open
1: market what's he worth?
0: Not a lot at the moment, I would not exactly. imagine.
1: Exactly. Oh,
0: well, you know, there there are teams that would pay. Not no one would pay 950 for him. No. But um but this is this is what we've been saying on, you know, when we're talking about like the the members shows and stuff like that, talking about rebuilding teams like the Dragons, yeah. it's the same principle, though. You need to get the what you need to do is you need to get the get them offloaded now where there's a potential buyer in the marketplace, and that buyer is Trent Barrett at the Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Where he'll take fucking anything with a heartbeat and a pulse. Uh, he's already indicated his interest in Jack Bird, a guy who's played about fucking one game mm, in the last two yeah, years. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's, that's <coughs> the Warriors. They're also, you know... Yeah, but but again, Trent Barrett's not take squad. It's, not nec- it's not necessarily a seller's market at the moment... But there are still buyers for fucking. <laughs> there are still dumbass fucking buyers yep, out there. That's it. Than, um, but it, yeah, because they've got they've got a, a bunch of like good players that have only played a handful of games. Mm-hmm. But the, the the biggest problem is just that you know the Brisbane. If they were to get a spoon this year, it might actually even make it easier for an incoming coach because it can't get worse than that. Yeah, true. So so if they if they have a bad season mm-hmm. with young kids, mm-hmm. but build and maybe finish like twelfth, that's still better than sixteenth. And then, yeah. you know, you've got a lot of money freed up because you've offloaded these other guys then. So then over the next two years, you can get in, you know, some marquee guys but in again, good positions that, st- that are still, actually Still worth
1: ignoring it. the point, though. Like, I, I get that in your hypothetical, everything's rosy because you've offloaded these players. My question mm-hmm. to you is, who takes them? Now, yeah, the the joke answer is Trent Barrett. But Trent Barrett's not going to no, take him No, war- the, the Warriors aren't going to take him The Warriors
0: and the, the Dogs. Off. Oh, they they would take they would take Anthony Milford. They, they've they've the
1: Warriors have also cleared up some money too. Okay, so so let's say the Warriors take Milford for six hundred k. Yep. Right? What what half are you buying for three hundred? Well, sorry for you know for for six hundred.
0: I don't know. But I'm sure you could. Well, for start for starters, you've got Deer and I mean Mil- Milford. You've been playing him like fullback and shit too. So, mm. let, so let's not let's not let's not mistake him for being an indispensable fucking half or something that you know that is leaving this massive cavern. All these li- all he's leaving is a, f- a fucking yeah. warm body. And
1: and again, I, I just don't I don't think that board accepts a year of spoon to twelfth.
0: Yeah, but yes, you know what? Beggars can't be fucking cho- choosers as well. I mean, as long as they know they they're need beggars. to. <coughs> Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's right. I mean, you yeah, know, they're going to fucking know in
1: the next couple of weeks. Anyway, why are we talking about the fucking Broncos so much? <laughs> Fuck them.
0: That's because we've got a lot of listeners who are Broncos fans. How? Because, because the former co-host was a Broncos fan. Yeah, true, he was. Fucking, like, you know, he was a closeted Broncos fan. I mean, yeah, he made out like he was a Tigers fan, but he's a Broncos mm. fan. Make no mistake about it. Mm. Um, where are we? Okay. There are so many of these comments, you motherfuckers, that I, I cannot read. <laughs> Because it's made, it's you're basically talking about the talking about all the, the the SMSs and things that have you know gone around with all that bullshit. Um, <coughs> Tristan said, uh, "I don't want this Broncos ride to end. <laughs> Which coach is credible enough to get the job, but incompetent enough to make things even worse? And how will that play out? I don't think that there's necessarily someone out there that's credible but makes it even worse. But I also don't think that Kevy Walters is that great. No." And he would be something, someone the Broncos fan base would love to death. Yes, but I don't think he would necessarily improve things that quickly. You know every what? coaching job I, he's I, had, I don't has have been pretty. I,
1: I don't have enough <laughs> hate to wish that job on Kevy Walters.
0: Yeah, but I mean, what's he done for you? What's he done for
1: me lately? Nothing. But he just seems—he seems too much like a dumb cunt, nice guy. Yeah, to have to have that happen to him. It. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, but I mean, like, like you know, like Forrest Gump still fucked that dirty bitch with AIDS, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, true. <laughs> and I mean, he seemed like a he seemed a nice enough guy too.
1: Yeah, Matt Elvis. <laughs> Good on him. Okay. Forrest Walters. <laughs> Point take it.
0: <laughs> Next Broncos coach, Forrest Walters. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> uh. Where are we here? Um, no, I'm not. To, I'm not. No, Phil, I'm not doing that one either. Holy shit! I didn't realize how many of these fucking comments <laughs> were. Uh, oh, Shane said with Nathan Cleary busting out the dreaded X factor to describe a teammate during the pre-match interview. I'm curious to hear stepdad's thoughts on the matter. Well, sitting
1: first on that, he can do what
0: he want. Oh, geez, You've fucking sold out all your principles for that hashtag. Fuck no! All of them. Hashtag Eury um, of Cleary. Um, uh, Hammers said, how many more games do the Titans have to win for Holbrook to knock Ivan off as coach of the year? Oh, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not saying Ivan's coach of the year, but if Holbrook wants to get it, the Titans have to win at least another 40 games this season.
1: Well, no. The, at least. All, all that needs to happen is that Michael Morgan needs to go and play for all of the other sides that the Titans play, a la Blake Green fucking the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, Then maybe. You know? Yeah.
0: Uh, Jason, how litigious is Seabold? And will this episode be basically just one long beep? Nope. <laughs> we are. We are great. He is Let's allegedly going very
1: litigious.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he's, I don't have to allege he's litigious. He's extremely litigious. Yeah. If he If he, in fact, follows up yeah. on his very strongly worded threats um, to the internet in general. Um Yeah. It'd be like that, like Jane, Solomon and Bob, I mean, like, Seabolt just starts going around to people's houses <laughs> and just fucking
1: uh, <laughs> knocking on
0: the doors and punching people.
1: <laughs> it, it's kind of like, you know, if you, if you heard that story of, was it Nero who had, uh, you know, had, had his army go to the shore and whip the sea? Like, cause it, oh, okay. a, a storm came up and like, they were trying to build a bridge to cross something and the storm or something, a tide or whatever came up and fucked his bridge up. So he literally had his soldiers go in there with whips and swords and beat the sea up. Seabole uh, was <laughs> C- C- uh, just, hey, internet. Internet.
0: <laughs> Harvard Harvard is, is a, as an institution has been around a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: what did he say? <clears throat> I, I didn't read the actual strongly worded oh, threat. I,
0: uh, the, oh, he was, he was talking like jail time and all this sort of shit. Hang on a minute. Let me... Uh,
1: Oh, what has he got? The maximum penalty for...
0: The, uh, you will be prosecuted. Anthony Seabold's lawyer has issued a blunt warning to those disseminating vile rumors about his private life, declaring the Brisbane coach wants to see it right through to the end to make sure people are prosecuted for it. Seabold has engaged Howden Sager's lawyers to take action against people posting or disseminating false rumors which have gone viral. The firm's first act will be to shut down a fake Facebook account in Seabold's name that sprung up overnight and has already had several thousand followers. <laughs> I didn't see that. Uh, How Howden Saga's partner, Dave Garrett, was scheduled to meet with cybercrime detectives from the Queensland Police Force on Wednesday in a bid to stop the circulation of defamatory material and prosecute those responsible it will be a huge warning for a lot of people when the police do their investigations. They have the tools to find out where this is coming from and who's forwarding it on. It's obviously early days for us and for Anthony. It won't stop here. He's obviously quite upset about it due to the stress that's caused his family. He wants to see it right through to the end to make sure people are prosecuted for it. He will be receiving advice in regards to taking action against the people who are forwarding it on. Uh, he warned the act of posting or even forwarding the untrue rumors could result in prosecution. By then forwarding it on, even if it's a screenshot of another message, it's quite defamatory against Anthony and that. Committing an offence. Overnight, we've had a lot of people flood the inbox of our office email with people forwarding this stuff on. It's quite concerning. So much of this crap's going on. It's very distressing for him, and the stuff. And the stuff he obviously doesn't want to see.
1: Um. So how, blah, did, blah, how blah. does he see it if if it's in other people's fucking inboxes? Like you know, again, yeah. I'm at the start of the show. I made my my position on this very clear. It's pretty fucking mm-hmm. stupid that that this yeah. stuff gets gets up and going so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you know. Look, I, I don't know. Maybe people did think it was real. Who fucking knows? At the
0: end of the day, though, I mean, welcome to the fucking internet, too. Yeah. Should those things have been typed up and sent around? Absolutely not. Should they be forwarded on after that fact? Absolutely not. But hang on. Are you gonna Are you gonna stamp them out? No, fuck. no. You've got fucking no chance. But let's step back a bit. Go and go and go and go and fucking go and get Lars to teach you how to fucking play one on drums.
1: You fucking. We're, where, where's the, where's the fucking honest though? If if somebody sends something to me, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Do
1: I then need to fact check that before I send it to you and go, hey, take a look at this? Do I need to fact check it? Do I need? Well, do I need see. to say to that person who sent it to me, can you please confirm your sources? And I then- would just
0: like to, I would like to say on the record that you didn't send it to me. So one hundred percent, I didn't. But you, you you should not be
1: sent to fucking buttfuck penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't but but again hypothetical the, yep. the next time i get sent a news article i have i have seen prominent rugby league journalists type the mm-hmm. words it's more important to be first than right sometimes yeah yeah you know so if i forward on a news article that was incorrect or well, that was just plain yep. fucking wrong, or never happened. <laughs> you know, in- interesting, interesting fucking point here. Obviously, you know, don't go circulating dumb shit. You know, isn't true, but yeah, you know. Look,
0: see, I wish him. I wish him all his be- all the best in his uh, crusade
1: to get them taken off the internet. Because uh, it, it seems now that he has a, uh, you know, theoretically, tiny EP. Mm-hmm. he's just trying to fucking TikTok dance with
0: and the the example I use of a screenshot you know someone does a, even if it's a screenshot let me tell you there's no exif data on a screenshot that implicates the person that took that it that the screenshot was taken off yeah you might get the person that took the screenshot and forwarded that on mm. but the second he take it, someone takes a screenshot of that yeah <laughs> fucking forget about yeah. it uh, learn learn how the internet works mm-hmm. um Mezzi said, have you ever seen a season unravel like the Broncos? The Sharks have had some spectacular ones, but this Broncos one is incredible. I would agree. Even if this were like the the West magpies of the late nineties or the Sharks in twenty fourteen, like <laughs> it would be still it's still yeah. overly spectacular yeah. because there's been so much stuff. Then when you add that to the fact that it's actually like the proud blah blah Brisbane Broncos, then that just puts it like that just puts a multiplier on it yeah, again. That's it. You know, so Mm. no, no we haven't. This is this is magnificent. It's a as I said, you know, be present. Be mindful. Live in this moment. Enjoy. Savour every savor every second of it. Yes. It ain't it's not always gonna be this way. In fact, I dare say it's probably gonna be rare for it to be this way yes. so you need to so you need to recognize the you need you need to recognize the the sheer luck and when you were talking about genetic lotteries earlier on in the episode i mean you, this is another genetic genetic lottery win that you were born at a time where you could grow up discover the sport of rugby league fall in love with the sport of rugby league have a team to follow that's not broncos go through realize what cuts they are and then live in 2020, that is correct. To watch this spectacular flame out. that is correct. Okay, uh, Clevo, with the sponsorship of Manscaped, can I request the winner of the Tipping and Supercoach, or even the winners at the Twillies, receive a Ziploc bag full of carefully cultivated and curated pubic hair of Jay and Nate from now until November? <laughs> uh,
1: isn't isn't there something about um, like isn't that a, or is that shit? Like, that's like sending a biohazard or something. Like, it's actually illegal if you do it. Okay.
0: I don't know. What do hairdressers have to do with the stuff they sweep up? Do they have to handle it in a certain way? It's got to go in the bin? I I get all of mine burnt because I'm scared of voodoo. Yeah. You're scared of clones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're scared of Jeff Goldblum fucking making making a fuck island of... (laughs) (laughs)
1: stepdads <laughs> the island the island of stepdad Moreau <laughs> uh, <laughs> look I'm
0: down I, don't, I do not care daddy replied dad said you can make a chia pet Oof. well maybe that's it maybe maybe we'll take a uh, we'll, we'll we'll select a, a Funko Pop and make like a flocked version
1: <laughs>
0: make it like a Chewbacca Pop yeah
1: <laughs> We'll start off with, like, what's a normal person one, like a Han Solo, and turn him into Chewbacca.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, John, finally. If the Broncos endangered the future of the season by going out to a pub and having players risk catching COVID, could Vlandes be within his right to strip points from the club on top of a fine for bringing the game into disrepute, or would that be too harsh an option, do you believe? Dude, it's high stakes this season. yeah. The, the ability that they had to somehow engineer a shortened competition in the face of what's been going on is, is nothing short of miraculous. Yeah. Then they've also had stipulations placed upon that because each state is handling things differently and handling things better or worse.
1: The, the interesting thing here going forward, and I think this is why Velandis will not let the season go, is because he's essentially gone so far as to where he can promise guaranteed payments for players moving forward. Yeah. That was one of their big sticking points. If the Broncos tank the season, then this season's broadcast payments gone. Mm-hmm. That means that the NRL can't pay its contribution to the clubs, which means the clubs can't pay the players.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> the RLPA are <clears throat> dumb enough to let the players revolt. If that happens, yep, and then we're right back at square one with why didn't you have a slush fund or why didn't you buy investment properties when no other fucking business in the world buys investment properties with its fucking profit? Yep. Yeah, um, he'll he'll get the remaining Queensland teams if the Broncos tank it. Who knows? He'll fucking invite the Broncos down too.
0: He'll probably he'll invite them all. Or you know what? He made us fucking draw a line through the four of them. Yeah. Or, the Queensland teams plus the Storm based in Queensland.
1: You reckon the Storm would go down? Or
0: they'll have a buy. Or they'll have a buy for two weeks because they're going to need two weeks to yeah. to detox before they can re-end it. You know, yeah,
1: that's it. Um, but you know, who fucking knows? Maybe you're right. He puts a line through all of them and then goes back and says, okay, so everyone that's due to play them, you get the two points, and everyone that played them, if you lost to them, we will we will uh, award you two points. You know, it's fucking crazy. Covid season. Who fucking cares? Let's go.
0: Yep. Yep. You know? And if that happened, I guarantee you that the Tigers would finish ninth still. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee it. Uh, <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, tipping. Okay, so King Kong remains on top of the uh, the tipping charts, uh, although he had a down week last week, but um, still two, uh, he's back to a two-point lead, uh, followed by JBB uh, and Matt, and on a blood buzz, in, tied for second. Then we go back with a bunch of people in logjam there with Andy, Benny, eighty nine, Nightmare Cowboy, Sneaky Kiwi, and six again. Yeah, Nah being the uh, final top ten player. Nice. Now, what else have we got to say? Last week uh, with the the Manscape thing, just want to just quickly say thank you to everybody who um who purchased their products and uh, who told us about it. And uh, if you purchased and didn't tell us, that's fine too. Uh, but we appreciate your support. Uh, it, went, it went far better than than uh, I would have imagined. And uh, now we just play the waiting game to see if it turns into something, uh, something more. But uh, from all reports, everything uh, is uh, looking good so far. So thank you to everyone. Um, especially in this uh, in this this crazy year that we're in yes um, it wasn't it wasn't a small amount of cash so
1: I uh, really appreciate the support and we would um, appreciate and- personalized thank you emails from all of your mothers
0: well yeah well yeah, you know what first things first we know a number of people who've shown us the boxes when they've received them and everything like look what I got and that's great <laughs> Did anyone actually buy them for their father? That's what I want to know. That's what I put to you guys. Did anyone buy it for their father for Father's Day, or we all selfish? Yes. And uh, and and bought them. Well, it's not selfish. I mean, it's kind of like for your wife too, though, right? So it's not completely selfish, oh, you unless you like sitting in front of the mirror looking at your looking at your, your your hairless fucking yam bag. I mean, if there's some kind of I don't know what the I don't know I don't know what the what, the, what did the I explain to you at the
1: beginning of the show. Oh, I don't know what did you. That's, explain e- that's exactly what I've done.
0: Admiring yourself like, in my, the mirror. My
1: bed is side on to my fucking <laughs> ensuite. I've I've gone full fucking dolphin style, and I pretend I'm at the fucking twenty twenty four Olympics, about to fucking dive in. It's like the weirdest role play that girls have been involved in.
0: Uh. <laughs> All right, uh that's it. On that note, that's it for episode 363. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So, follow at TWI League. Uh, Facebook community lives at Twill Nation, hashtag Twill Nation. Uh, Get in there. The direct link is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. And we're also on facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So, make sure you hit the the like button, share the posts, and all that sort of shit. Help us spread the word. And if you want to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are still available and can be picked up at any time for only 3.99 a month um the manscape code's probably still still working at the moment and i'm sure that more sales um you know can only be a good thing for our future partnership so uh if you buy anything from manscape.com make sure you put the code twillnation nation in at checkout and you'll get yourself 20 percent off all that good shit so uh that's it I've, uh, it was going to be an express episode. As it turned out, it's the same, if not longer, than usual. I knew it would fucking happen with this Broncos shit going on. But, uh, I am about to, uh, to die. So let's pull the pin there. Done. And, uh, thanks for listening. And we'll, uh, see you next week. Later.